waiting for it to be uh, seven o'clock. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're changing things up, guys. We late. What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast, episode 143. Am I correct? Hey, yes. I, I, the flyer just popped up right in front of my face, and I still... Did you, fix, it? Did you fix the flyer? What do you mean? Oh, was, it, was, it, was that for this episode? You said like it was the wrong... Whatever. Sorry. That was last <laughs> no, we, We're all good. We are all good, and I am uh, all good. I'm your host tonight, as always. Why am I saying tonight? Anthony Traffany here with you guys. Uh, I'm joined by the resident homies. Got Banana Man Joel Horner. Got the Professor Joseph K with me, and we're gonna be seeing Casey later. I know I say that about Joel, and he didn't show up after. No, because I, I uh, call out real quick. Uh, Carrie Gear took me to a bar, and then I got um because just a bro night. You know, it was me, James, Carrie, Trevor, and we just ended up going like, you know, what, fuck it, I'm not gonna go. It was like a fucking mess, and I, I tuned in. And you guys were being all chill. And I was like, that would be a nightmare if I just showed him. It's like a, you would have like been a Casmian double on here. So I decided not to do it. No, you would have been a welcomed nightmare, though, still at the same time. Like, <laughs> if you, you showed sir. up, why would I be like, oh, dude, this, I don't like this energy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, thanks. Thanks for, uh, why am I thanking you? Yo, thanks for showing up. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked that you're back on and we're going to have to see you later. All right. Um, tonight we're joined by, I didn't ask your last name, Haddad, or is it? Is that how Haddad. you pronounce it? Haddad. Alex yeah, Haddad from Atheist Archaic Fame. And I just saw you recently with Atheist, and I want to get into all that. And let's get into the pl plugs real quick. Let's just roll right into it, dude. Battleforgecoffee.com. The homies in Deeds of Flesh still selling us great coffee, great merchandise. Please go support those guys. We don't get any money from this. We're literally just saying... Dude, it's good stuff, and and we use it daily or at least weekly. Oh yeah, I wear a shirt once a week, maybe. That's why I was gonna. I was thinking about my shirt right now, not the coffee. Drink the coffee every day. Um, CaliDeathPodcast.BigCartel.com. Get yourself some swag with the Cali Death logo or some other full color alien podcaster out in the. It looks like he's in the ocean. Like, if you look at that picture, it, I think he's like just sitting in the ocean, and you're seeing the shoreline in the background. What do you guys feel? Like that dude who's on that shirt? Where is he really located? When you see the background, I've never there? even never given it a shot. I just thought it was like some, in the like, background, dude. It's demonic literally studio. Like, mm, I can background's grab one. got palm trees. It's got California buildings. It's got. Yeah, he's gonna grab one right now because I feel there's like a, there's there's some detail involved in that sh in that. I just saw the. I see the. I see the microphone and the face, and then there's red behind it. That's I, all know, I know, but look what's behind, dude. Oh shit! There's like a city behind it. Yeah. So oh, there is ocean behind it. So I told um, Triple Sace, like you know, get some of the features of California 
Oh. You know, like L.A. skyline, palm trees, and all that. Is that so a baby? I think it's yeah. supposed to be L.A. Is that what else? Is that like, like a baby L.A. in the middle? A baby what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I was cutting you off. My bad. <laughs> it's baby what? It's an unimportant question, but is that a, a baby head in the middle? Like a baby's head? No, it's not a baby. It's a, we call him a zombie, but it's just a, it's an evil, it's gotcha. like a, it's like and a psychedelic zombie. A death seen... metal podcaster, basically. No, that's a sick design. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Either way, it's a sick design. Triple Sace, shout out. Mm-hmm. That's uh rehearsal studio down in SoCal that you can get your space and get your jam on. Hell yeah. Hit that up. And then uh Let's move on. Do we have any other shows Those or anything? Shows? Yeah, actually. Um, I'm going to plug my show next Friday. Uh, Dreamer right. playing with Cyborg Octopus, Callius, and the Arson Choir at Program Skate Shop in Fullerton, California. Uh, Friday night show, come out. Uh, Callius is a CD release. And, oh, um, yeah and uh dreamers second ever live show we're flying chris davis back out he moved to ohio we're flying him back just to play a show with him and it should be a really good time just you know prog prog metal bro Mm -hmm. um and then two or three weeks after that (laughs) it's a sold out show so you know can't tell you to come (laughs) but playing europe for the first time so excited for that yeah 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 Congrats. That deserves a plug, even though it's sold out. You got you got to represent like OG, or you're going international, bro. Our fucking professor, our professor's going international, bro. And I'm uh, getting to go visit my family afterwards, so making the most of the trip. It's gonna be fun. Um, but yeah, no, there's been a great fucking summer for. I got to play shows with every project, um, or will get to. So round it out, I guess, and. Uh, into santa cruz for the fall and hanging out with you two guys hopefully yeah, yeah dude, I'll, yeah, I, dude when i heard you're gonna be coming up here i definitely will be making more santa cruz trips hell yeah like that behemoth show that oh, just got yeah. imperial triumphant dude at the catalyst what the fuck is gonna go down <laughs> i i think i'm gonna do that i think i'm gonna drive down there and back that night just to we should ask them to put Thank a little Cali Death podcast on the bottom of the flyer for that show. <laughs> Good, Just like the other shows we do. So Trevor said he saw Imperial Triumphant here in Santa Cruz for eight people once. <laughs> Damn. That's amazing, yeah. dude. I know. Not not very triumphant. The drummer. <laughs> I, I would like to talk to all those guys, but the drummer Kenny, I've really, really have been thinking of for a long time wanting to talk to him, dude. Cause I've seen him in other interviews and just his style is just amazing to me I'd, I'd love to talk to that dude so oh yeah maybe we can work that out that show i think we know some people that know him so yeah we do we do i just it's weird to be like hey dude can uh, you give me contacts to this other dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> so alex are you uh so what do you plug in i mean obviously the new archaic album came i knew a year ago but um mm-hmm. as far as you're like dude your fucking your band. What's your band called again? I listened yeah. to a bunch uh, Des- of it today. Desiderium. Desiderium. I was gonna yeah, say plug right. section still, dude. Plug away, Alex. Wherever you want people it's to so go. So sick. I listened to it. I'm, I'm gonna plug a forum for a second. Like I listened to it just now. Like I listened to probably an hour of it, and was mm. just like, I mean, 
you've been posting videos of you playing but even before we even really formally met i met you once in reno when me and carrie gear were blacked out and we went into your right before you left for tour <laughs> and we were like mess knocking over your merch and shit and just being obnoxious <laughs> um and then uh, and then you know jared's wedding and stuff we got more acquainted and stuff but um yeah. you always were posting videos and stuff and i was like i was like i would like go to jared and be like fuck you where did you find this guy this guy's like yeah. ridiculous like guitar like one of the better shredders we've had on the podcast but uh no man it was better shredder dude are you, shredder, a, but you do everything in that band now you do it says i went to encyclopedia Bolalium or whatever and yeah. uh, they said that you uh it's installed everything and it just said for like <laughs> instruments it's all everything and i was like damn yeah dude. it's been a solo project like since i was 12 so been doing damn. it forever since uh 2020 um brody smith i met him he's a drummer i met him through equipoise he was playing with them mm -hmm. uh, he plays in another band called Sater. that's like his own band but um he's been helping me program the drums ever since but other than that yeah it's totally a solo thing are you never planning on playing that stuff live or we played live um oh, you have. like we did like four shows and then i had a local lineup for a little bit and we did a few local shows but um that's something I want to get more serious with. Like mm -hmm. I keep saying next year, but seriously, like 2024, I'll, I'll try to get it on the road more. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, let's, let me dig into that. So I played a show in Phoenix, uh, with ominous ruin and it was Desiderium's first ever show. First ever. I don't know. I think you guys had like played, played a long like, time ago. in high school. I played three shows, but okay. So, <laughs> So not first ever liar, but anyway, uh, <laughs> at the time it was advertised a lot. Uh, but anyway, first. yeah. But but I'll, I'll just say that the whole tour package was stoked. You know, me, uh, us guys, Aetherius and uh, Elucinus were like, "Oh, dude, Desiderium, that's gonna be a sick show." I think it was like a Monday oh, or so Tuesday. It was, so it was that one. Yeah, I was thinking of a different. That's right. That's right. That's where I met Aaron from Aetherius. Uh, he was playing drums with them, and then he came and he played for us with like a four day uh, West Coast thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Or tomorrow? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't catch that little run, but a bunch of my bandmates uh caught you guys in LA. Did you guys play Knucklehead? Yeah. In Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah. So they all went and saw you guys. And uh nice. yeah. And uh been been a cool, cool to follow the Des live experience, you know, from the first show. And I got a shirt. I'm gonna go find it in my closet during a break here <laughs> cool. i will i will rep that shit uh yeah, Michael, that, was, oh, yeah. that was a fun night but I, we were all just like how is he gonna pull this off live like this material is like your Crazy. shortest song is like 10 minutes so i was like how is yeah, he gonna do just, it you but, just don't just don't pull it off <laughs> just don't pull it off yeah. <laughs> just doesn't just doesn't sound as good but you know yeah no it was sick dude and we were yeah. all impressed so anyway yeah Thank i you. mean you're you're killing it holding it down for the legacy acts the modern kind of established acts and you're you know building up your totally. own thing so yeah you're like a, i appreciate it thank you you're hitting all the, all the buckets both of it, you know it's like at uh, um metal in general i mean we've right, we've right. all experienced it and joel and i experienced how hard it is to find talented musicians you know and um so the incestuous aspects of the music happens in your local areas, you know, and then, it, yeah. but the internet opened it up to where it's like, now people are more available. So now you got guys like you, which how old are you? 28. Alex, 28. So yeah. you're still in your freaking prime, dude. And 
that that I think that people like you along with everything else is what keeps metal alive and because live music is so important no matter what kind of genre it is but it is harder for death metal to produce a live performance especially playing at the levels that we're playing so it's 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 guys like you that makes these things possible you know what i'm saying like it's it wouldn't be possible if there weren't these guys who are kind of sitting in between both realms of death metal that we're talking about the legacy and the modern like mm-hmm. you you kind of float in this purgatory where you can actually adapt to both sides of it and For keeping sure. both like ends of it alive like the, i mean if you want to call it a bubble the borders of things need to be really strong you know yeah. so we got the legacy and we got the modern together and you're you're kind of on the forefront of both of that that's really fucking cool dude yeah thank you yeah that's yeah. funny because like it's like i think i i got into metal with i mean i'm not a 90s kid you know i grew up in the early 2000s but my connection to metal was always like 80s 90s stuff mm-hmm. so i'm definitely influenced by like the you know the older stuff i guess so let's let's talk about that a little bit. Let's figure out how that happened. Obviously, mm-hmm. you've watched the show enough. Let's go back, dude. Take us back. Joseph's gonna go look for that shirt while you, while we're going into your uh, yeah, childhood right now. <laughs> cool, cool. But yeah, dude, take us. Uh, throw us in the DeLorean. I like the. I probably said that how many fucking times? But I like probably the forty six. The DeLorean's the coolest <laughs> time machine. Though. You really think the one. It. when it, it works. If I yeah. want to get in the time machine, I want Alex to be the driver of a DeLorean. You know? No problem. Yeah. <laughs> where, where, do you, where do you want me to go with this DeLorean? Um, uh, okay. Just go now. Go, go, go. No. no <laughs> like how, I, <laughs> I, how you could, how you, okay. It used to be the earliest music you listened to, but now it's just for me, I want to know when you figured out you were creative like the earliest oh, okay. that you wanted to like or you like noticed creativity like something that influenced you to be creative whether it be art or music or anything um i guess man as far as like when i felt like i was creative that would go back to when i was like five or six perfect because uh i had a next door neighbor who was my same age and we would just like build stuff we mm-hmm. had a whole list of like machines and stuff um so n- <laughs> nothing nothing musical but um no no that's fine dude so like what that's kind how of, we what kind of machine that's how we spent time uh just stupid shit i mean he had like a little jungle gym in the backyard and mm-hmm. i remember one day he's like oh it's so hot we could probably bake a cake on it so we like tried to bake a cake and it, it didn't work out Dude, I had um, I had blueprints that I drew out of a pedal car that I would uh, it was like an eight passenger pedal car mm-hmm. that I was going to use all of my cousin's pedaling powers to where I was the driver and I had the whole thing where it was going to be built out of wood and it was going to come over you know like those that that it never was possible but yeah you know you Just had the idea that's ideas exciting. and exactly. you want to get them out you know so exactly cool. so you're doing that with uh what a, a neighbor you said my next door neighbor growing up dude 
Dude, what was your age difference? No, we're the same grade, dude. Yeah. yeah, see, that's perfect. Right next door, you got somebody who's going through the same things at the same time. Yes, yeah, totally. so we're, we're both just weird, creative kids, I guess. Um, what was the cool? Okay, what was the thing that you and him, or is it him? Sorry, I didn't even ask. Yep. Um, what was the thing that was like the most promising for you at that time? Like, this can actually happen, dude. Nothing special, but we like oh. sold. We, we we collected rocks and like cleaned them and sold them. So hey, dude, oh, did you po- polish them? Did you do the, the old polish polishing, them, dude. The, dude, the the rock polishers back in the day. So like, that was really like nice. oh, there we go, there we go. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, dude, nice. Sick, yes. dude. Your mic sounds even better. Your dude. mic's not working now. Though. <laughs> you hit a button on the way out. You forgot to unmute yourself. Sorry, sorry to interrupt again, but uh, it had fallen like off the shirt holder and into the crevices of the lower closet and i found it so uh, i gotta admit it's not in my starting lineup but you know busting that's, it the, that's the basic occasion. logo t yep yep cool. yep so violently vomit being repped twice on the show right now too in the background of you that's just yep. sick. nice like, is definitely the king of black with white logos right now look at all those black <laughs> yes, <and> white yeah. <laughs> hell yeah um <laughs> Also, it's my birthday in like four hours. So yeah, dude. I'm gonna we should have called this. The, oh Jesus, that's a ghost. ten that's like eleven percent, isn't it? Or nine yeah. or no, gonna, uh, organizers, uh, what can you read that? Nine point seven percent. Yeah, he's going big, dude. I gotta I gotta I, celebrate with you. I confirmed <laughs> that my wife will I know hang we should have called this so. the semi professor birthday episode. It didn't fall proper. Mine's fallen proper this year, isn't that crazy? Dude, I know mine was a couple a couple weeks ago, and I had COVID, and I found out later after the engagement party. Anyways, uh, do you want? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, what are we doing? Um, no, no, no. Um, I had something funny to say, but those are those are very powerful. Cheers, Good luck. Yeah, cheers, man. Happy yeah. fucking thirty second. Yes. Did I get yeah, it? Happy birthday, man. I'm thirty three, but Fuck. you can celebrate oh, my thirty well, second. Take the thirty second. You're still thirty two right now. I know it was 30 mm-hmm. something, but it wasn't a high 30. So I knew that. Anyways, shout out Ricky. Right. Oh, yeah. So we're getting into Alex's um, creativity, um, paintings on slides. Getting just, yeah, feeling the creativity through like uh, imagining <laughs> machines and shit with next door yeah. neighbors. That's fucking so this, rad, dude. This era is kind of rough. Yeah. So once, <laughs> once I got into like music, that was yeah. like um, uh, Guitar Hero. That was the first time I like uh-huh. cared about guitar at all that's fine. That- so one i i want you to be a little bit more vulnerable and not care about what your past is all about dude be okay I, I, you know like what what you truly connected with is what i really want to know dude so guitar hero is not anything that i would judge you on like any way that is uh opening of a portal of some sort to any child to just expand on and, and, and yeah, fall down a rabbit hole of sorts. Like, I don't give a shit what it is, dude. That is the exact seed that's, that became Alex Haddad today, you know? Yeah. The seed was definitely guitar hero that like, Oh yeah. So, what year was that? So it was Guitar Hero, because I've I, I probably was K 
keen on like the first one. I don't really remember. This was probably like 2006. It was Guitar Hero 2. Oh, shit. Okay. So yeah, that's that's fairly new with Guitar Hero, right? They did a bunch after. So this was Guitar Hero 2. And then oh, okay. they did three, then four. Then they did a bunch of spinoffs and I lost track. But yeah, two and three yeah. were the big ones for me. Did you get good at it? I got really good. Yeah. I was going to tournaments and stuff. And uh, oh, shit. That's, that's where right. I got the, the inspiration to play a real instrument because I was at a tournament that my mom like drove me to like six oh. hours away. And uh, I was in the finals with like a dude in college and I was like 11. But one of the guy's friends was like talking to my mom and he's like, you know, you got to get that kid to play a real instrument. Like I can tell he's really disciplined with this game. So, um, yeah, shortly after that, I actually, uh, my mom got me a bass and then I, that kind of started everything. What was the song that you're like, I could do this shit in my sleep 100% every time I play it? Was it Dragon Force? No, that, that's hard as fuck. <laughs> that's insane. Still. Yeah. Uh, I used to play like Number of the Beast without looking at the TV to like be cool at seventh Damn. grade parties. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so you had the, you were, you would master the patterns, though the patterns would be completely. You just yeah, always muscle same, memory. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's like learning a song. Exactly. That's perfect. Mm -hmm. That's a perfect actually. I mean, just as far as like getting into an instrument and stuff, like the muscle memory and like just just because like you know, as you play guitar nowadays, you could just you probably Dude, can I... play whole songs and not look at the fretboard and stuff, and that's a good starter or precursor of that. Yeah. At, at the time people would always talk about like uh guys who actually played guitar would be like this stupid game, like it's nothing like the real guitar, but it's I mean it's obviously different, but a lot of there's a lot of similarities there and sure. you had probably your like your finger dexterity already just going until you get to yeah just getting used instrument. to certain patterns like first finger second finger fourth finger yeah that really fast you know different totally. different interval shapes mm -hmm. well hold on i want to hear more about this tournament you drove six hours <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you win the tournament I won that one. Yeah. So he beat the college kid. Oh, shit. College kid. Yeah. I bet he Jesus. felt really good about losing to an 11 year old. I, I remember it very clearly because he was, uh, he played on a mode called hyperspeed where the notes come at you like extra fast. So there's like more spacing in between them. And um, there's like a big controversy in the finals where he was talking to the judge and he's like, let's play on hyperspeed. And I was like, dude, I don't, I don't even know what that is, you know? So, yeah. That was his excuse for losing, but he was good. Yeah, that, was, that shit was like my <laughs> Not life. good enough. Not yeah. good enough, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite. Crazy. Yeah. Okay, so, so, wait, how many there, of those? Oh, sorry. Money, was there money in these tournaments? Like That one wasn't a money match, but there was like, I got like a vibrating immersive game chair signed by the people <laughs> at Insomniac, or not Whoa. Insomniac, whoever made Guitar Hero 2. Mm -hmm. So um, there was that. There was a bunch of like gift cards. Um, How much would one of those chairs go for at that time? Probably like two hundred bucks, two fifty or something. All right. Yeah, it was Hell pretty yeah. sick. That's sick. But there's you, all you almost played. you almost pay for gas if you sell it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I held on to it. I liked it. So okay. no, at that yeah. age, you're like, dude, this is my trophy right here. I'm sitting in my trophy. Exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. awesome. It was cool. That's crazy. I mean, being put in that competition. So, how how many people were in the competition? Was it like a super? Did it get you ready for like? Like getting in that high pressure situation of of playing like in front of people or competing with people was the stage like conversion no, I mean, pretty easy or yeah in, in hindsight it's funny that we drove so far for that because like there's probably 20 people there so <laughs> okay. it's just like a yeah. small game store 
Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did others that were like bigger that were closer to my hometown, but at the time I was just like, man, I really want to do a tournament. And, was uh, there like a Super Bowl of that? Like a like a, a the competition for that? Is that still? Because I know people on Twitch are Not still that doing of. that. Yeah, people are still. Now, well, now it's Rocksmith now. People are just doing like, which is you plug your Rock guitar Smith. in. I mean, there's there's a big following, not a big following. There's like a cult following for Guitar Hero. It's called, okay. I think, Clone Hero, where people can just take any song and make a chart for it. And um, that's sick. People have gotten so good, it's like frightening. It's just a whole different that reminds thing. me of uh, there was like the the bootleg Frets on Fire. Frets on I don't know. Fire. I remember that. Fire. I, yeah, yeah. There, totally was, a, there that. was the odious. Guy, a guy who did an odious video. I don't know if you it might still be on YouTube right I think now. It was, I think it is. You might be able to find it. There was a, a there was a decrepit uh, rock band. Yeah, rock I was band in the sick. band. Yeah, it was uh, I think the resonance made it to rock band. And we were like, we were on tour and like nuclear blast called like you guys are on rock band now. <laughs> we're like, Dude. all right, can I get like nine dollars? He's like, oh, <laughs> 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 it's fine. Oh. or at least but a yeah. free copy of the game or something well yeah i mean i brought it up before recently too it's it's funny if you watch that if you look up um rush playing guitar here or, or rock band they're to their own song it's like neil pert on the little drums yeah dude, didn't they like, just recently send that to you yeah yeah yeah. well i mean i, I posted it like years ago because it's funny because they're like trying it they're like fuck i mean they get it they end up picking up <laughs> on it but they're just like what it's the, the first time you see neil pert <laughs> smiling while he's playing yeah yeah because <laughs> It was it's it's a funny just to watch like the old classic rocker like prog. I've been hearing people like, say Peart. Are we saying it wrong? Is it Peart or Pert? It, it's Peart. But I say yeah. Neil Peart. It it's easier. It's Peart. Yeah, Peart. yeah, for sure. Neil Peart. Yeah. yeah, and that's how you actually pronounce it. Chat. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ian. <laughs> Pert. He, he says Pert. Pert. Yeah, he's he's Peart. saying. Oh, Peart. 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 Yeah, yeah. I never yeah. do that. Like Peart. That's just one of those. Peer. <laughs> I say, why did I say that? I feel like I fucking. That's a, that's actually. <laughs> I mean, fuck, man. That's a cool way to get kids and stuff. That I mean, not saying you're a kid, but nowadays, you know, like video games are cool. You're into video games. It's like, oh, let's all do it oh, with yeah. our friends and stuff, and like jam out and stuff, and and get that kind of feel to it. So, what what, totally. what was the? Uh, so you got a bass? You said first. Yeah, I played bass first. Yeah. Did you jam so with yourself? What's, what's you... your age when you got your first? real instrument probably i think i was 11 yeah it was like right after doing those tournaments right after that so, tournament yeah yeah my oh, sister yeah. played um she played the stand-up bass in an orchestra mm -hmm. oh, okay. so the obvious choice for me was like oh, i'll play guitar and um were your parents musical at all did they play anything oh uh, my mom played piano she still knows a bit so nice okay yeah she's she was pretty good at the piano um very good actually and then yeah my my sister played bass and she kind of like she's like everyone plays the guitar that's boring play the bass so i picked up the bass because of that nice i've uh, made the statement many times like as i get older bass is becoming way way more important to me than it still used my to be. still my favorite yeah. instrument by far yeah yeah I, um, I pay attention so much more to the bass and and any type of music that i listen to now and it's it's become such an important role in everything that I listen to now. Yeah, it's, I, it's bass is kind of like how you hear people describe golf. It's like, yeah, anyone can really play it like at a basic level, but it's like a it's like a lifetime to master kind of instrument. Whereas like you know you could play like Green Day with a pick and, 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 and you can do like stuff yeah. like that, but like get the yeah. feel down and <laughs> fucking Ricky. Um, <laughs> you can get you can get the feel down and stuff when you get like this like 
this other level even if the there's not a million notes just a feel to it you just see them and you're like oh all right well you've spent 40 years i can tell people like yeah right yeah. away you know just a, a groove that they get and you're just like fuck all right groove. i mean the bass can totally paint the song too like feel like iron maiden just their formula of the guitar repeating yeah. a harmony and then every time steve harris changes what root note he's on it colors the whole thing as like a different chord you know that was uh, definitely and there's a lot of songs too where the bass kind of sneaks in as like a melodic instrument where you don't even really recognize it and uh exactly totally yeah. and and just the rhythm section alone i've i've learned that like music is translated differently through those people by feel versus sound you know like feel mm -hmm. is it's that's what i think why i've been driven to the rhythm section so much lately is realizing that yeah they're they're speaking through feel versus auditory necessarily i mean it is auditory but i'm just saying like there's some other element of like full feel that's put into it differently yeah. for me sure. i don't know I was yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I was teaching uh I've been teaching a lot of bass at the school lately and yeah, I get new kids who like they just are given bass and they're guitar students and then they're like, "Oh yeah, I'll just play it like guitar." And then I'm like, "No, like there's so much in articulation on bass that matters that colors the sound." And mm -hmm. then I tell them like you got to listen to all the different styles and like we're doing Summer of Soul at the School of Rock, so it's a lot of soul music, but I'm like no like listen to sublime if you want to hear like bass driven music that's like very accessible for you know high schoolers or whatever sure. um and then yeah of course there's other ways to go but like i was listening to this and i'm I, like these kids play and i'm just like you don't have it man like it's not just a guitar <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. i was actually really having to break down like thinking for myself the first time like how do you generate the notes and a lot of it is articulation just the way that the strings strike across the the finger strike across the strings and uh i don't know that's that's a good point with sublime because i remember uh we we randomly this is the most random show we've ever played but we uh eagles ballroom what do you guys play in uh milwaukee milwaukee yeah yeah so we uh played there and it was like it was vader decrepit birth uh fuck like augury and then the headliner was slightly stupid <laughs> and, and, uh, but, but slightly stupid yeah. was in the big room you know because there's like a million uh, stages there yeah, so yeah. like they were playing the big room and like i remember just i'm gonna go check them out even though like santa cruz i should probably should have seen them a thousand times that's like you know the biggest style of music here yeah. but um i remember just watching them it's three thousand people it's like a huge room and i remember just listening to the bass player going like that's a nightmare to me like what he's doing is a it's like he yeah. is the loudest instrument by far and if mm -hmm. he were to like be a little bit off, the groove would be gone, and it would just yeah. wouldn't work. You know, it wouldn't you work. are that, the lead on that. As the well, for that player. style of music, like it's just like, you know, like you got to like be on it. Like if you're if you're a little bit late or a little bit early, like it will just ruin it. Now, and, and okay. I would just be like in my head if it's going that slow, that I'd be like, fuck, da da da, shit. If you watch live uh performances of sublime bradley knoll is a mess the whole time like that yep. dude yeah yeah i have never seen more fuck ups by a professional artist than yeah, bradley knoll but his rhythm section never oh kelly Schaefer. hold it shout down. out what kelly, kelly? big chief <laughs> what up dude 
Alex is yeah. Uh, yeah, Alex. We got your we got your boy Alex on right now, dude. Yes, um, but dude, that that's totally it, dude. Is like the bass player and the drummer of Sublime is what makes every Sublime show just as cool because Bradley can just fucking what will could at that time just let loose and be himself. You know? Like a soul, like yeah. the soul of it. Like it's kind of this free ranging soul. When then like shout out the to, backbone oh, is fucking oh, fucking. Let's shout out Mike Gilbert. Shout out Mike Gilbert and Bring me a little whiskey, a little weed. <laughs> That's what's up, Jesus. dude. Again, Jeez. the hospitality when I come here, dude. And I'll just say at this point, if I like the 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 coolest death metal playthroughs are the bass playthroughs. Like, I obviously love watching drums, guitar playthroughs. I mean, I love those. <laughs> enough, so fuck off. Come on, Mike, like, I got you your can, back, Mike. If you want to hear the guitar, just listen to the song. Like the bass playthroughs <laughs> is where you get the actual there's, stuff. There's, you can't I got what you're saying. Yeah, because yeah. if you watch a bass playthrough, it's like, oh, they're doing all that. You know? Yeah, exactly. So that's I love bass playthroughs still, especially like tech death, like crazy over the top. Yeah, you know, so. I kind of want to see like what new. I mean, with the tech death ones you're talking about, like the how interesting they are. I I always see like in the more extreme bands, like there's a new technique or there's something that they like throw in there that I haven't seen before, or like yeah. how they get that fast or how that you know because guitar players we just have to like twitch and we're like all right we can we can do that but the bass players like speeds uh it's a real it's like a crossroads like how are you going to get there are you going to do you know three instead of four what do you like are you new how are you, well, gonna you actually... just you just play in sublime and you smoke a cigar while you're playing <laughs> you know? i mean that's what he did right he just, smoke a whole cigar during the set all right enough about sublime i love sublime. <laughs> i'm cali shout out, shout out sublime I wear shorts and sandals, dude. <laughs> Shout Rome with Sublime or whatever they're. Yeah, I I, and he actually holds it down. So I don't know. Who, down, yeah. I just see the name and I'm just like, okay, well, that, they're playing a casino again. Well, it's yeah, that rhythm <laughs> section where we were talking about with a new guy, and it, they actually still hold it down. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, section. for sure. All right, so uh, you got your first instrument. It was a bass. You started Desiderium at age 12. You mentioned earlier. Yeah, somewhere around that. Yeah. So, how was it starting a band at that age? What were you thinking about? Did you think, oh yeah, when no, I'm I mean, 28, I'll take it on the road? <laughs> <laughs> no, at that point, I was just writing music, and it didn't have a name. Um, mm. So it was like that for, I don't know. I I finally got like a lineup when I was 16 um, with some other guys that I played in another band with. So at that point, that's when I like got the name and. It's like, okay, maybe we can play shows. And like, I started, I was always organizing my songs into albums just because it was fun. You know, I got to hit the rewind button, dude, because we just talked about 11 and then 15. There's other bands in there and stuff. So let's, right, let's go really quick through how you progressed to get to the point where you wanted to play with other humans, you know? So you yeah, got the yeah, bass. Sure. And how long did you play bass before you decided you want to get the six string? Yeah, I played bass for probably like two years. Um, I learned from a really cool guy named Mike Bear. He got. Did me you like play in any bands as a bass player? Not at I that time. Know. Not till okay. much later. I would play okay. in one band as a bass player. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I played bass for a couple of years, and during those years, I was getting much deeper down like the metal rabbit hole, going from like thrash metal to swedish and yeah Finnish. see that's Melodic another thing metal. too that we usually like to talk about like your introduction to metal or just music in general like tell us about you know the first mm -hmm. time you you heard 
more extreme stuff than you were being fed on the radio, you know? For sure. Yeah. Um, so from Guitar Hero, I would say I discovered thrash metal. It's like the big four, uh, you know, Anthrax and Megadeth first, and then Metallica and Slayer. Um, so those were all huge for me. And then like a year after playing the bass, that's when I started getting exposed to like Children of Bodom and In Flames, Cannibal Corpse, um, just a lot of popular death metal bands, you know. Um, and then I got then I got really down the whole rabbit hole of like different Finnish and Swedish and Norwegian bands, and that kind of got me obsessed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're obsessed in the bedroom listening to that, and then yeah. your first decision to play with other humans, like what was your your intentions did you join something that was already going down or did you build something from okay i had like another another friend who was getting into metal at the same time and we were like at the same place in the rabbit hole discovering the Mm -hmm. same bands so me and him really wanted to start a band and we just couldn't find anyone i was like i was posting on craigslist for years like since i was 12. same high uh, school yeah yeah i couldn't find anyone um wait yeah, did, you, did you grow up in phoenix area like arizona no southern california oh what part here uh thousand oaks if you know that city oh um, for sure Conejo valley gotcha crazy yeah so not not a lot of not a very like city like area so not a lot of uh metal people <laughs> to choose from right but just through facebook we found some other like kids from Simi Valley that was like a town neighboring us and Mm -hmm. yeah my friend just like hit them up cold call and just like started talking to them and um eventually that was like the first band that I played in was with these guys what was that called (sighs) what what was it called uh manipulated destiny I think hell yeah yeah we didn't play any shows song or something that's where it came from (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) that's where the name came from yeah yeah it was actually really cool stuff we just we could never find a vocalist so it never like came to fruition like playing shows or anything but um because i was playing with them then other guys in that area started to like hear about me so then i joined another band that was playing shows called the chains of atlas more like power metal thrashy stuff Mm -hmm. and that was like my first official band you know playing shows and, and writing music and recording and stuff and that's 16 still I was like for chains of atlas probably 16. Mm-hmm. okay and then i would and then i would rekindle the thing with the first band to have those guys play in desiderium mm. i gotcha mm-hmm. and is that the first time you had gone into like the recording situation and tried to lay down some tracks <laughs> i tried yeah, the first album is from that time the first desiderium album and if you listen to it, you'll be like, wow, it sounds like shit. And that's because I didn't know anything about anything. So yeah. all I knew was you hit record and it tracks what you do. But it was literally just, you know, the roughest thing you could ever imagine. But is that still out on like Bandcamp, the first ever Desiderium thing? Yeah, yeah. I took it off a while ago and then people were like, what the fuck? Where'd it go? <laughs> so I put it back. And now I'm like, I'm too embarrassed to have it up. So that's, that's the one I'm going to get this guy to put wear up for everybody to listen to. And nope. (laughs) (laughs) 
What did you Aladdin. use? Uh, uh, what did you use for the recording? Like Cool Edit Pro or something like that back then? GarageBand. So like this is what I'm talking about because I didn't know anything about anything. So I just thought yeah. like it, it was a hard rule that you had to use like a real amp and like mic it up. Which so I would I had like a Pod HD 500. It would have sounded a million times better if I just used that. But I thought that was like breaking some rule. <laughs> so um, my guitar teacher lent me a like noise isolating cabinet speaker. Yep. And I didn't know anything about how to work it. So the tone, it's like a crate head and then that isolation speaker. And the tone What's is just... What's an isolation speaker? I, I, I'm very... That's like a speaker now. cabinet, but with a with a cover. So it doesn't make a ton it's of closed. sound. Closed, yeah. So you can put a microphone inside the isolation section of it. Like the face yeah. is covered? So, yeah. oh, no, it's like, so it's like it a box. Like a barrier in front of it immediately. Well, it's like it's like a for for uh for it doesn't no let it travel. It doesn't let the sound travel. Yeah, it has no reverb, so it's yeah. just like a like straight speakers sound. on top, and then you like put a lid on it. Yeah, so it just sounds Definitely. all all boxy. Casey has one, and uh, I thought it got some use on one of your guys's projects, but maybe oh, yeah, not. Oh yeah, yet. I think I think it might have. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. But so not knowing how to use one though is pretty <laughs> like so. Yeah, I think especially mic- with those, like you need to know what you're doing. And exactly so what kind of mic did you use just like a sm57 exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. i've never actually fucked with those i've seen people I've, like zach i've seen him fuck with them once but like it's okay Casey. Hey, yeah, there he is. Uh, i don't have mine anymore you're uh, so quiet. Stuff up a bit you're quiet am i quiet <laughs> Uh, <laughs> did you sell no, it you can you guys can you guys hear me no <laughs> can you hear me can you crystal Casey howard's in all the right. building. <laughs> i should talk the louder building. Is that good that good? good that's good, that's good. Right. oh that's great dude Whew. okay i'm here i made it uh, <laughs> you so, made it dude thanks for going, alex sorry i'm late How's it going, casey no no worries man what good up, to see you but I'm loving this desiderium lore. So how you figured out the first <laughs> did we, wait real quick did we finish the the cabinet situation do we fully explain that because i don't know casey said he has one he was just chiming in with that originally oh okay okay okay. i don't know if there's any other yeah the the demeter one whatever the one is the one i had but it had a celestian whatever 30 whatever magic 30 yeah um it was really cool but it was our late friend john's like i i got it kind of gifted to me and then i gave it to richard so like anything I got from him, I didn't sell. I just kind of either gave it to Richard. Or we yeah, yeah. Kept it in the front. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but it was cool. I, but I was like, I'm just really not using it. Like I feel like he'd get more fun out of it. Kind of. So, yeah. so no reverb. What would that? Well, I mean, for metal, like more it, than just how does that benefit? It's just more of a punchy, direct sound, right? What, what would you guys say? It, I don't know. I never got to sound good. <laughs> I think yeah. the, the use case got, is. You could be in the same room as a band. You could be playing your parts and you could be tracking your cab. And then you could also be tracking the drums live in the room with you, but you're not going to have the guitar sound in the room sound. It's going to be isolated. You could actually have a live recording but it's everything's isolated yeah, instead of buying like a studio that like yeah. had like a, a room that was separate and deadened you could just do yeah yeah that makes sense well, like my experience was yeah like it's funny you said that because i didn't really like the sound of it that much you know was um, it kind of boxy for you too? yeah for sure yeah. yeah yeah and i was always just like hmm, interesting like it's a convenient and i think they also made those so you can like record in your apartment or whatever that that's kind of the biggest thing, thing yeah yeah it's not always just like this is going to be better it's just like more convenient for certain more things exactly. but like i think having you know crazy like cabinets with like 
tents and weird stuff like set up or configurations of mics or whatever sound barriers or not i mean that's all like way more you can do so much more with that like e- yeah, even yeah. For, for making you know sample or whatever they call them for em- emulating sounds or whatever for like, oh, uh, impulse responses irs yeah 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 mm-hmm. impulse responses dude yeah what did what they do on the black yeah now you guys are making me yeah, way yeah, too serious dude Dude, Mike can tell you. Mike is like the king of all that shit. What's an impulse response? Dude? Oh god, here we go. Yeah, let's get Mike. I'm gonna go pee, but I'm gonna yeah. yeah I'll be right back to you. Right back you in you're gonna explain it for Anthony while he leaves. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm just gonna. Yeah. Goodbye. I'll say here. I'll say here and hear the impulse response. But uh, my bladder had an impulse response right now. You just take a fucking microphone of your choosing and uh, run a, a test signal through a cabinet. Did you hear that? I did. My fucking, I did like. A... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you run a test signal through the cabinet, and then you know it's analyzed, and then you run it through like uh, Axfex or um... MIDI. Like no, like... oh okay. no, you need to make it way dumber for him. Just say it's a, it's a, it, it makes a, it sounds like a cabinet. It's trying, it's trying it, to, it, like, it's, it it's, measures the cabinets it's, like it's output. capturing a snapshot of a specific cabinet with speaker and microphone and that microphone's placement so like you get it to sound you exactly manipulate that so yeah you're saying you could basically take that whole thing and then put it to how you're playing it and it'll be like you're playing through that cab with that configuration yeah because when you're running like axe effects direct to your pc you're using simulation for everything right okay so the he doesn't know the speaker cabinet. I'm on it, dude. <laughs> the speaker cabinets that are in units like this are real world speaker cabinets that have had a test signal run All through right, them. I lost it. God, <laughs> <laughs> it's just trying to make a, a, a tube amp like a live tube amp sound. Yeah, like, I need more of the like basically sound like a real amp through a digital interface, so yeah. you don't have to have all the big tube amps with the basically i need to talk to somebody else you motherfuckers all right let me try let me try to explain while he's okay yeah yeah. he's a professor oh shit we both okay so anthony i want to plug my guitar into my computer okay and then i want it to sound like it's coming out of a cabinet all right so i pull up an impulse response and it makes it sound like it's coming out of a cabinet Mm. No matter uh, what I'm playing, professor nails it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he professor. He professor. Take the complex, make it simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So I'm what sorry. I Tell me. Uh, no, I'm is, just being the. Hey, you know, there's somebody the whole episode so far, so I can catch up. Sorry, we're talking at the same time. Oh, we have Alex on. <laughs> yeah, I know. What's up? <laughs> Actually, Alex, how you doing? <laughs> I, I don't know what impulse responses are either. Oh but shit! I thought it was funny that we both went to the bathroom when you're like explaining them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so going going right now. You can go back <laughs> and watch it. I know after it's on. Yeah. Uh, no, we're we're talking about recording the first Desiderium album when Alex was in high school. Oh yeah, yeah. And then we should speed it up a little bit so we get to the, the present before it's you know midnight. Too late, so, yeah. uh, and Anthony's not here, so we can speed it up as fast as we want, and he won't be like, "Well, you cut over when you were 17 and whatever." But, um, so, so, what do you think is next in terms of your uh, music timeline? What What's the next important thing that happens to you, Alex? Uh, well, we're like you know playing an atheist and archaic, so right now I'm writing <laughs> new stuff for both. Mm-hmm. So, trying to write new, I have like a new atheist demo. 
Oh, Kelly in the chat, so I'll be sending that soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're yeah, for atheist right now. Yeah. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. That's badass. So we want to get some new stuff going, get a new album out. Um, so yeah, that's kind of crazy. And then um, Archaic got we're a few songs deep, but still just working on stuff for like a either another single or a full length. So just writing, writing a bunch of stuff. Speaking of playthroughs, like I watched both your archaic playthroughs from last year, and I was like, I want to put these on the podcast. Fucking <laughs> sick! Nice. I like watched the. I was like, damn, man, you're so precise and everything, and you have such a, a cool different style. I mean, how much? So was a lot of that you with the archaic stuff, or I know Jared like arranges a lot of things and stuff and and stuff like that. But how was the writing process? For I mean, Jim, we're jumping to archaic. Sorry, but uh, just for guitar playing wise, was that a lot of it you? Uh, writing wise yeah um we still had our previous guitar player at the time chris oh, Portugal chris. too so <laughs> me and chris like chris wrote like three songs i wrote okay. the other five um with jared though jared like oversees everything and yeah two of the songs i wrote with jared it was like totally collaborative um vertical road and in the title track so um yeah and then the the other three songs eminence wayward opulence and Broken Glass, Apotheum. I'm still used to the demo titles. Yeah, yeah. Those three. yeah. What are the demo titles? Because yeah. we all know how, how everyone works. <laughs> Just... I still remember, yeah. Wayward Opulence was Amethyst. Eminence Emergence was Amethyst Part 2. Uh, the two songs I wrote with Jared were Ocean 1 and Ocean 2. And then Broken Glass was Dank Cake. <laughs> yes. I was disappointed Dank until then. Cake. I was like, those... <laughs> Those just sound like Jared, like, if, that, that's, yeah. of course, that's what Jared would start a song for. But yeah. Yeah. Um, well, hold on. So sure, this is all Thank Labyrinth Jared. of Hungry Ghosts is the record you're talking yeah. about, right? Correct. Okay. So it came out last year and then you toured it this year with performing the album in full. Yeah. With uh, First Fragment yeah, right and yep. Grey Lotus yes, and Wake in Providence, which we fucking. We were chilling for you guys like the whole lead up to the tour. We like promoted that tour for a while. So oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. I caught it. I yeah. caught it at Chain in uh Anaheim. That was a very fun show. Was oh, that was one of the guys. one of the better ones. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So how how is it to play the whole record? Oh, it's a nightmare. I mean, we like <laughs> I never meant to I never thought we'd play the whole thing. I thought there were songs we'd just never play. Um Especially, I mean, you bring up Jared, like that song, Broken Glass Apotheum. Like those were some riffs I sent to the guys. And then I was like, ah, it sounds more Desiderium-like. So I'm not going to work on that anymore. And then Jared just took all the MIDI notes and like made new riffs out of them. Just, yeah. And they're, bait, yeah. Yeah. They're oh. so, so weird and nothing I would ever like, not rhythms I, wonder, I would ever do. I but I was like, Jared and Casey would work together. Sorry. No, no. You're good. <laughs> they um, do the kind of the same thing. <laughs> but I'm like all for. I don't know the way he wrote it. It's like, I would never think of that. So it's, it's, I don't even want to mess with it. Like, let's just, let me try to learn it, how you wrote it. There's a little tidbit about that whole thing too. He was still living at his old, or, or me and Casey's old house. And mm -hmm. uh, we were all like having, it was like a Halloween something. We were over there drinking. And then he oh, brought, it was like me and, yeah. Yeah, me and Chance were over there. 
and he just had a song and he was like do you think this works here and i'm like no just i was like all drunk and he was like changing stuff he just like yeah. would take my suggestions and just do them <laughs> and i was like all i right. don't want to fuck up your song i'm just like and he's like no no put your input on it and he was well, like yeah. so when that happens, this, do you this? remember it being it's sick right. when like you switched no it up for sure i mean obviously your ideas like, being like oh yeah that was a good idea well they they asked me like i think it was chance and him and they were like uh what's your honest opinion should this do this or this and i was like that no that that it was like something like yeah. it was a mm-hmm. one part or something and yeah. i was like and then he's like all right and he changes like they were like all right and i was like i don't even know what just happened because <laughs> 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 he was so quick at the uh at the ableton, whole like dude. the moving yeah the ableton moving the midi notes around and the riffs and stuff he was just all there was like cut cut you know, like cut paste over here but, yeah and it actually it was like okay well actually it sounds sick i mean it sounded sick the first time too so i'm just like mm-hmm. i think they had kind of the ear fatigue where they were just kind of like oh i don't know if it's sick <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah and they were just kind of like like when you stop tinkering with the riff oh i know that could be the rest of your life if you don't like just move on (laughs) totally totally yeah Yeah, definitely it's hard to move on though when you define yourself as this creator in the moment and you're like that's all your life is is just putting this together and then but like listening over and over and over and over and over and over to a song you're kind of like it gets you to the point uh, where you're like you second guess all the things that you've worked up you know until that point you're like oh dude everything was locked in and now all of a sudden it's not you know i i i second guessing everything you need i mean what they did is kind of like it's the it's the move it's like have a fresh pair of ears come in listen to it and like because they're like i've heard a million times and they're just like what do, what do you think dude <laughs> like you know like i don't know if it's even good anymore should we just trash the whole thing or you know like it's like mm-hmm. your brain gets to like just fatigue you're just kind of over it like you're and then you totally. next morning you just sleep on it and wake up and you're like oh it's sick again you know like you kind of yeah. sometimes need that you know that kind of break if it's like possible to like overwrite a song like kind of like artists with painting and a lot of times like they have that like like if you keep messing with it it eventually will you can ruin it you know mm-hmm. so like you have to yeah. know when to stop or when it's like back away it's like that's it that's what it, just be done with it you know move on that's a next. skill that's a skill like knowing like, when to back away i think my, that's my, like well go ahead no yeah my thing is like if i think if you have to like mess with something too much mm-hmm. it's probably probably not great in the first place you know like yeah you, you usually don't have to like work on something for hours to make it sound like yeah you bring an idea and it's it's good and then it's good you don't have to touch it you know what i mean a quick example for me is like there was like some riff that joel actually wrote like back in the early or the mid 2000s and we were like just starting to jam together and i had it on like power tab you know saved on the computer and i had this riff like forever dude and i've tried to put it in a song for like three albums and finally on on our newest like stuff that we haven't put out yet uh i was able just worked in the song and it just worked perfectly i was like oh yeah it took like 20 years but literally 20 years there is the the, i I was gonna say there's the creation that i've seen happen with other people that i know are creative where it's it is it does take a long time but each stroke or carving of the sculpture or painting is so calculated that it makes sense and then they eventually still end up with something great it just Mm -hmm. took them that much longer to get to so it's like they weren't overlay over going over everything over and over and over again but it took them like a long time to 
do their sculpting or painting or whatever well, i think what i mean what I know, I know ola england has said the same thing and i think casey this is kind of what you like for the odious stuff with the new stuff um just have a bunch of riffs just stowed away just keep them all in a file and like have them ready to go and like know what they are and just like when you're constructing something be like oh shit this would work that one from like 2003 would work sick right you know what i mean like it's just like oh, this one I wrote is, a week ago. This, you know, is this cool to just have like some kind of idea, and then you're like, okay, what do I? Do? I like this, but what do I do with it? And then you're kind of like, it needs a part, and then you just pull from your little chest, and you're like, mm, nah. Sometimes you just, oh shit, that works, you know. And what's also cool about that is the there's the nostalgia effect since all of us have been working together for so long that a riff will come from our past that we all get the energy from and we know it's like a david siskin riff but it still <laughs> works with current odious stuff and we're like oh we're still keeping david's got that Tethers old like, sick, odious vibe yeah, so, yeah we've mentioned it before on the show but so we're just perfect. gonna mention it again real quick yeah. like david siskin may have not been involved since devour or devouring like on no, cryptic, wise, yeah, but stuff, he's right? been he wrote a lot of stuff on like all the. I mean, that's what I was gonna say. So you may have just only heard Siskin on Devouring, but yeah. he's been involved in every album since and yeah. Cryptic a ton. You know, he wrote and, the first Odious song, Cerebral Dissection. He we wrote it. Yeah, nice when he wrote it, the whole thing. So yeah. although like Siskin may not be on any of the records, he is still deeply involved in this project. It's kind of like the same with our so to cool. bring it back to archaic. Yeah. Like it's like chance. Yeah, I'm sorry, chance. we got on the well, no, to bring it back though, chance is still kind of like he's there. Yeah. Like he's it's totally the same thing. And they would yeah. they often yeah. did the same thing. They became DJs, you know. Oh my god. They're yeah. both yeah. the same yeah. kind of like person, you know. <laughs> that's a trip, I think man. that Siskin yeah. and Chance definitely didn't meet each other, dude. Yeah. They would probably yeah. like vibe hard. Dude. What are the chances? I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have back in the day. But um, like that's maybe that's so, totally I want to hear, yeah. hear Alex talk more about like what we're blabbing on about here. Like, what do you think about? I mean, you've already kind of started, but I'll talk more about writing and how you put wrists together. How do you do it? Like on Guitar Pro? Like how, what's your <laughs> process or processes of doing that? By the way, I got the coolest shorts on the pod. <laughs> No, oh, so, yeah, oh, oh shit. those shorts don't believe I never in anything. Out. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I want another Kelly comment for that. Show some skin. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> so, like with writing and stuff. Yeah, get yeah, deep, yeah. dude. Let's get deep in it. Um, yeah, I can get pretty pretty deep into that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think like writing for me, um, it's really not a like, I take it pretty seriously. So I don't just like sit down to write just to write. Like it has to, I don't know, whatever, there has to be like a seed, like an idea that inspires me to the point of like getting addicted. Let's say it's like a riff I'm starting with and then I have to be like addicted to the riff. And then I just like I do need you hear to hear a riff in your head first, or do you find it while jamming? Uh both. Yeah. Sometimes it's like something I'm humming in the shower. Um it doesn't always have to be in the shower. Sometimes it's just something I'm humming. Uh sometimes it's just like shit a, or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's happened too. For seriously. And then uh sometimes it's just like messing on the guitar and coming across a chord progression that uh strikes a chord with me. And um 
It's uh, kind of like I'd liken it to uh, when I'm getting really into a band. Like when I was getting into Opeth in high school, mm-hmm. like I was so obsessed with early Opeth. And then what was it's your like, first uh, introduction? Blackwater Park. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blackwater Park. And oh, then yeah, dude, shortly too. after that, they did the the anniversary tour where they played that whole album. And then like one song from every album up to Watershed. So that was like a, a good time to get into them. Jesus. But what I'm trying to get at is like, I got so obsessed with them and kind of like wore out their music to the point where it's like, well, I need to, I need to hear more of that. So I'm going to write more music that scratches that same itch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the same thing with like writing riffs, I'll write like a couple riffs or something and I become obsessed with it. And then I'm just like, I need to hear more of that. So then I add to it and then I just keep adding to it until it's like a, you know, a full song that I can listen to front to back. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it really does. It does feel like um, this is the corny part. Like it really does feel like I'm not too spiritual these days. But when I'm really in the flow state writing, that's like the one time I feel like I'm not. I'm not like doing anything. I'm just receiving information and then Mm -hmm. letting it out. Totally, man. So it's it's like how it has to happen for me to be like this is worth it. You know. Do you do That's it all macro or like how do you save your do you just do it only audio or do you tab it how do you, how do you... Uh, if I have like a full vision then I'll go to guitar pro because then I can add the you know the full band right yeah. on the spot but sometimes it's just a riff so I'll just record the riff just to have it um nice. but it typically goes into guitar pro so that way I can start start to put the layers on yeah do you do you like send guitar pros to other bandmates and do you guys share guitar pros like do you do that or are we the only weird with band? archaic yeah 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 um, atheist i mean i just joined atheist so it's like we're yeah. not quite there yet like right now i'm just recording the riffs i'm going to send them out soon nice but yeah archaic we just do tabs and then desiderium is of course just me so yeah you said <laughs> something uh, uh just to kind of like uh touch that on it a little bit you said when you're in the shower or whatever wherever you're at uh it's chord progressions is that first what you hear and then you kind of build around that or do you hear a riff or is it, it both it's both probably right uh if it comes like through my head then it's like it's a full vision you know drums bass guitar full band everything um if it's just me messing on the guitar messing around on the guitar any any idea that i come across that's inspiring it's like i hear what the whole band is doing on the spot you know what i mean like vocal patterns everything so mm-hmm. i guess Dude, that's how i shout out jared in the <laughs> comments that's kind of how i know if it's like an idea worth working on like i shouldn't have to think about oh what are the drums going to do it's like once i play the riff it's like a full feel of a whole yeah that's how the yeah, song yeah, okay goes, you know yeah. Let's tap into yeah. uh, the cool. satellite thing where you think you're catching ideas. I like that. I That's how I feel sometimes with certain things that have fallen into my lap when I'm trying to make things or not even trying to make things. It just happens, dude. So what, what do you think about that? Like, and, and it's funny how I'm a word guy, so it'll, it'll come in words, but you, it comes in riffs. So like, what, what do you, what is your take on that? Like, where do these ideas come from? I know I'm getting deep right now, but that yeah. you're, you're making me think deep because you hit a you hit a button with the catching ideas thing, like flow state, and you kind of get into this this realm where you're not you're making, but you're not making. You're kind of just going with it, right? So like, it, something's coming through you. And, and so we've all had that moment. If you've made something, 
Mm-hmm. So what do you think that is, dude? Uh, yeah, I, I truly do believe that there is sort of like a, a mother brain, like a universal brain, the universal collective that we're all connected to, mm-hmm. like through all, all of time and all of ideas. And um, I think that you can tap into that. And uh, kind of like you were saying, just sort of become like a medium for ideas to flow through. Right. So that's that's how I, I view it. I, I always I, it sounds pretentious when you're like, oh, I have a an idea that I think is good and I was chosen for it to come through. But at the same time, you kind of feel like that. Like, I, I don't I know. I think it's kind of just like listening to your brain, like learning how to listen to your brain. Like, like, it's like, okay, when you think of something funny to say, like everyone thinks of some kind of fun at some point, like their family or their friends, they think of something funny, it just pops in their head and they just, oh, they say it and then it's funny, right? Well, it's the same thing with like a tune, like, and you kind of think of like a, or some kind of thing in your head. Like, I think it's the same thing with like music. Like you just hear it. Like, it's almost like you literally hear it like in your head. Right. And all of a sudden you're like, you know, something like just. Then you're like, oh, I should like hold on to that because it just like I catch with my net, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think it just no, no, totally. Or especially ideas that like kind of feel weirdly familiar. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes they can literally be familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> problem about the thing in the, the voice. <laughs> It'll do like a secret feel. Dun 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 dun. Yeah. No, I, I literally accidentally ripped off Fallujah on my last Desiderium album, um, and then I showed it, it to happens. a friend, and he was like, "Oh, it sounds like uh, forget the name of the song, a song from the Nomadic EP, The Dead mm-hmm. Sea." Mm. I was like, shit, yeah, that is it. That rhythm is 100% that. Yeah. Me and yeah. both uh, Anthony, uh, Dan Kenny was like blowing us up the other night. And he was yeah. all like, he's all, dude, this this one riff, it's exactly the same as another riff. Which riff he's like, he's trying out. to like test our death metal like IQ <laughs> or something. Yeah. So it's yeah. exactly the same At as nine minutes with and 10 seconds. Nine minutes <laughs> and 10 seconds. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, uh, I was like going through all the bands. He's like, no. And it fucks with you but, because you, you've heard it, that riff, so many fucking times. Yeah, so yeah. then or something you're like, where did it come from? And mm. it, it does get diluted with like how many years we've been listening to bands that have played that riff because the riff that, I, nobody's heard the riff that joel and i are talking about right now but it's like a, it's a riff you all have the, heard the riff for a guitar player it's like a riff where it's not like a super technical riff but it's like a it's like you know it's like dan's and suicide silence so he's into the dun duns a lot but uh so like he like was basically it was like yeah i've heard this before but i don't know what band but it's like when you get into the more technical melodic stuff that's where like you can really kind of pick out like oh i've heard that melody you know it's yeah. like yeah but when it gets to like i'm like dude i've heard i don't know what band it's like like you know like stands on that wavelength yeah yeah no i I know that we work in that yeah comedians like even like you know there's been times where we've talked about going on kill tony as a joke or something and like putting our names in but like our brain with with comedy will sometimes just grab another joke that we've heard and like melt like change it a little bit and like it'll you know it's kind of like uh sometimes you don't pay attention to things that you're absorbing you know that's kind of right. like humanity in a sense like we all think that things are newer and better and all this kind of shit but it really is just like we're taking an amalgamation of everything that's already previous and yeah, molding exactly. into something that's shiny and new you know exactly. 
I think if you're yeah. like honest and true, like with what you're doing with art, like you'll come up with ideas that like, like, like as a person, like it's just like we're all individuals, but we're also similar kind of thing. But if it's all like natural, yeah. then there'll be like a certain percentage of ideas that are totally original, a certain percentage that are like totally not original. Then there's like the in-betweens a little bit, but like what you don't want to become is like really good at being like a parrot. Like, like I'm yeah. super good at just like <laughs> copying like others, like in a like specific way, like being good at that. But to be, you know, like just super good at copying others is like not a good thing. Like, you know, yeah, totally. You know, yeah. As long as you're not doing that, but everyone sounds like each other to a degree. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah. then we you just call your band people. gruesome and you, you're fine. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, 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 look, we're looking for the freshest versions of everything yeah. that we love. That's what it but is. Sometimes, but you hear a riff sometimes like that you're writing and then you'll be like, Oh, this riff will work perfectly with the next. And there's like, Oh shit, that's a riff from, you know, sometimes it like invokes a riff from another song you've heard before, you know, sure. by, you yeah. know, so that's, that's where you can get not in trouble, but just kind of like where that kind of like connection in your brain will be. Like, oh yeah. A little too close. Yeah. A little too close to, yeah. A little too I, on I mean, the nose. I mean, we're working at... in a finite realm, right? I mean, there's only a, finite amount of notes we can use in music and in variation and exactly the human brain has only gotten you know as far with it you know, you know and you know what i think is a perfect band that has just their own sound is like psychroptic yeah it's just like they just sound and they have that australian thing or you know it's just like tasmanian like there's just something about that band that's just like that you can tell they're influenced by like crazy bit like morbid angel suffocation all the greats all the eds of all that shit but it's like they sound like they're them they're completely yeah. them that yeah. was a perfect combination of the yeah. finite resources that we're talking about like they, like they joke guitar playing jesus the Christ. freshest and, parts of everything that they loved and they made mm -hmm. this like brand new salad that nobody else is totally different <laughs> yeah just like yeah, yeah. Man, that's tasty like so good yeah but yeah so like i mean atheist is another band that did that too like it's just like what they, yeah they were no that that's what i'm saying like i mean if we're gonna be honest guys we're talking psychroptic but that back. Yeah. is it, if we go back to atheist atheist and like samba and, music and shit i mean if we're talking florida like for real atheist was the forefront of expansion experimental the yeah. fusion into the weird mm -hmm. into the boundary defying stuff that was happening alex and what's your history with discovering atheist uh yeah that yeah. like at the beginning of the podcast we were talking about like the first band i ever played in so okay. yeah that's how i discovered atheist we were at a show and we were like in the parking lot in my car and one of the guys put on mother man mm -hmm. um yeah and to be completely honest, like, yeah, I was like 14 at that time. I had never heard anything like that. Like I was listening to death metal, but nothing that like crazy, you know, instrumentally. Shout so, out Roger. Yeah, seriously, man. Seriously. That it was that whole unquestionable presence album. Um, it was like too much for me at the time. I just thought it was too, too. Oh, yeah. So, but it always stuck in my head. Cause I was like, that, that band is insane, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and that was kind of always my relationship with atheist uh till much later than i finally checked out the elements album and that whole album kind of just speaks to me on a more personal level like my interests mm. and mm -hmm. yes um, like you said the samba parts or just just the jazzier kind of progressions um fell in love with that 
And then weirdly enough, like shortly after that, that's when I got the the chance to uh, audition for Atheist. So sick. Yeah. Interesting. What songs? So, did you, yeah, go ahead. Uh, the audition songs? Yeah. It was Incarnation's Dream, uh, Mother, or no, Water, and then hmm. maybe Brains. I don't know if it was just those two or a third song, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, mm-hmm. I remember when in the underground there was the rumor slash confirmed, but keep it on the DL that like, Kelly's looking for new musicians for Atheist. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking how fucking sick it would be to audition but my problem was like fuck i'm like too much of a utility guy like i can play drums guitar bass and i don't know like i don't i'm not like specific enough to any of them to be good enough for that band Mm -hmm. but i'm just thinking like you know i would so love to play for him and then when i found out you were doing it i'm like so sick that a homie's doing it but uh yeah yeah dude i mean can you talk about like joining the band when when kelly got in touch and then I didn't know that you were actually in the band till tonight. I thought you were maybe just filling in for live stuff, but like how, how has the whole thing progressed? And then maybe also like getting to tour with cynic. Was that like on, was that like part of the original offer or how did that all go down? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. When I first was talking to Kelly, I honestly, I figured it was just like a one-off thing. Just he needs a lineup for a tour. Mm-hmm. But uh, what do you say? He's like, he's like, I'm not looking to fuck. I'm looking to marry. So, <laughs> cool well i'll marry yeah, you sounds, <laughs> i mean uh, if yeah. you're a touring band that's really what you're looking for right or a woman yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but if you if you're using that <laughs> metaphor you definitely want to have a relationship you don't just want to take yeah. a one night stand yeah. on fucking he wants tour, to cuddle right? like long term you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah especially if you do so much prep to cuddle like you're you're <laughs> You're oh, working yeah. so hard to like, you're like, I need to cuddle right. I need to make sure I do it. And they're like, dude, this is one time we're going to do it. It's not yeah, going to be. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, let's do this long term. Anyways, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. So I, I realized he wanted like a full time member. So, um, I mean, obviously I was very flattered and said yes right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we, we had like a tour or two that we thought were going to happen and they didn't fall through because I, I got the thumbs up like back in November of, 2022 so yeah i've been kind of like waiting on it for a while to announce and everything um but then yeah months later he said we have a a tour with cynic coming up so that was totally surreal for me Mm -hmm. you know um two bands celebrating like their history together and i'm just this like random 28 year old dude that got to like join in and and celebrate with everything so so yeah yeah just by chance you know that's what I was saying, dude. Like you're at that young age where you're bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, but at the same time you have a connection with the old school and the new school. You know? Well, we, yeah. Well, I mean, bright-eyed, but like all the atheist records were recorded when everyone was younger than 28, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a trippy thought too, for sure. But yeah. I'm just saying, bring that that that. Oh, if I sorry, can Jupiter, use a but... pun, element to the live uh realm today kelly is gonna need some you know that's hungry young guys that really get it that can play it to bring the full atheist experience live to the people who are gonna buy tickets well your 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 main point is very cool i think i just love the fact that 
he's got the opportunity to talk to the the most legendary old school people and be in a band with them and, right and and do that and then also still be on his own creative journey to make his own music and like exactly get all the input from all the sources and just be like all right yeah like and just get all yeah. that like the information is situation, insane yeah. i'd like Dude, to, i thought it was just to interrupt real fast uh it was really cool uh you know we've talked about the, the that show the cynic atheist you know show mm -hmm. down here in san diego at the brick by brick and uh our friend david from warbreaker opened that show so I, oh, yeah. Really. yeah so I came with david and we we like we were there for the sound check and hanging with you guys inside before it was open and was that the dj set yeah that yeah, was my, yeah I remember that. cool that's our nice. friend david siskin we were talking about that was the original guitarist and odious yep. hey, casey did we talk that night we did. That's what I'm getting yeah, to. Yeah. So, okay, cool. so, so, <laughs> so basically like we were just all there like hanging out and like um we've met kelly and of course we've had him on the podcast and i've met him in person a couple times and super awesome dude of course but i didn't know the rest of you guys and i haven't read met any other uh, other members of the band and of course we know cynic we know all them and stuff and paul you know got david on the show so we were like all talking to paul and hanging out and you guys were setting up and then i think you guys sound checked first and then cynic sound checked um and uh and then like yeah then david played the show open and then after i helped him get his stuff like on and off stage we pulled it out back and we were like loading out the back and you were out there just hanging out with your guitar and you, you know you you guys are about to go on and i was just kind of chatting with you i was like dude hell yeah man fucking stoked to watch you guys like you know love atheists and all this and we got chatting real fast and it was just like you me and david and i was like oh yeah i also play an archaic and i'm like archaic i was like <laughs> yeah, i was just, yeah. i was just at jared's wedding in you know april and you're like <laughs> no, I was he was too. Yeah, he was, I was like, with me yeah, I was there at the wedding with you, man. Like, well, there was a lot of people. We that. rode yeah, the choo choo train together up the mountain, and we did <laughs> that. Food was bomb, guys. Oh, yeah, that, the food yeah, was bomb was both at Jared's yeah. wedding and Joel's yeah. engagement party, dude. I, oh, yeah, yeah. Both of those things, I had a delicious meal. That's like, I mean, that's that's, that's cool. That's start the story. I mean, is the same with me and Alex. Like, I we like i said i had a drunk encounter with you and carrie gear in reno and you were i remember you i still have a vivid memory of you on the couch just like playing guitar going like these fucking idiots <laughs> <laughs> and i was like and i remember i, I came up to you like 20 times I'm like i'm sorry we're insane right now this is insane it's like Carrie's right now we always are insane well he's about dude. to have his first kid so he was kind of like this is his last hurrah until he has his first child oh that we yeah. went we went but like we went way as, as yeah, far as i, I remember you, guys you said that was in reno that was in reno right before you guys were leaving on tour we like, stopped by Chris's house, first tour. Portugal's. oh the second tour i did with them yeah 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 and you were just, there, just you guys were leaving the next morning back then and we yeah no me and carrie were Old annoying scales. as fuck but um and i felt bad when we left i'm like yeah whatever and at the time i was like whatever they'll get over it and the next morning like oh hopefully everything's good <laughs> but uh but then it was it was super cool though with you like sitting you know on the train me and you were sitting on the train up to the the wedding with sharon jared and uh that's yeah. when you told me i think it was on the way down i remember exactly like the whole thing happened you're like dude i'm gonna play with atheists and i was like what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> and i was like holy that was a sick train ride by the way guys yeah sorry Chris, to leave you out because now you're on a pod with four guys that were on it and you weren't there but <laughs> you have to just it ride was like the coolest train ride i had ever been on dude it was really, was really sick i was worried about the one thing i didn't like was the <laughs> 
The one thing I didn't like about it was that there was alcohol and the train was still like 40 minutes. I'm like, do I have to piss off the train now? <laughs> Dude, I, it's so funny because our section was doing the same thing because we yeah. all... Well, it was like the last the steam train, and... train, right? Or one of the last... Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Henry it Cowell, was cool. right? it was, yeah. yeah. He's like, cool. in 1914, this train was... <laughs> it was exactly oh, yeah. that. The, guy. Was, the last steam train in this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> Dude. And they, they did that, that one thing where they like went up a hill and did some yeah. backup. They're like, this is a, one of the legendary backups by a train where they changed tracks. They sidewind up the hill. The legal limit yeah. is 15 degrees, but for some reason, they <laughs> made it 15 and a half. And this is the <laughs> steepest... Yeah. Great and everyone we like we like got, got up it and he was like oh we made it everybody that doesn't always happen yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't always happen I guarantee it always happens what do you mean it yeah. just like fall back on them they have a ninety nine percent success rate I guarantee yeah, like, <laughs> that, that one just like, <laughs> like I wish back. if it really didn't happen I wish we were the part that didn't happen dude like <laughs> Whoa, cool. for a wedding everybody like mm-hmm. half the people fall out of their seats oh. We're we, so we're work. going on a hike, guys. You guys want to? <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember actually it was funny because me and Alex were involved with the whole pre-wedding thing, and I remember like we're sitting there waiting forever for everyone to show up. We're sitting there. It's me, you, and drummer's name. God damn, I love the guy. I can't remember his name. Your drummer's name? Nate. Okay. Nate. Nate. Yeah. yeah, Nathan. Jesus, what an asshole. Um, it's me, you, Nathan. We're waiting for the whole time, and like you drink and. And then they, I know. And then they came down and they they picked us, or they're like, "Oh yeah, just jump in a car," and just no yeah. one had room for anyone. Oh dude, yeah, that was rough. <laughs> and they're all, Jared will pick you guys up. And Jared opens the door, and there's just probably this much room to the roof available in the van, like the whole way. Yeah. So we just like all get in there, the and I'm just bodies, like, on you had to climb over people. Oh yeah, we're number. It was the most uncomfortable ride I've ever had in my life. It's only like. 10 minute 15 minute ride but it was like like holding like a yoga pose like what you're doing that, was was, like... that literally that lasted an eternity that was yeah. like you're saying just... that that's after the uh ceremony going no back no, no. Down this, the is, no this is oh. this is a pre we're doing the, the pre thing rehearsal oh, the pre thing getting to the place yeah and we like literally i remember uh after we get out she's just like get in whatever get in and she's all like hopefully you guys didn't land the flowers and that my ass, I looked down oh, my ass just on the flowers and just like, oh, smashed fuck. them down. The wedding yeah. flowers, dude. And you, your ass was on them, dude. Well, because it was the most insane, like, situation for us. Yeah. Like, I guess, I mean, there was we a lot fit. of people. We, we packed into a forest. Yeah, it's not impossible to fit. But, we, I mean, but there's no room for humans. <laughs> like, that, was yeah. great, that was a great dance party that night in that barn. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, a cool yeah, barn. Wild, dude. That. That was a good time. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Was Everything was perfect. I had such a good time that night. It was. I told my girlfriend that I was like coming on there, that I was like, yeah, the dude who was at the wedding that we went to is going to be on there. And she's like, I don't, he, she's like, I'm not going to remember him because I don't remember <laughs> anything in that wedding. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it was pretty funny. You're laughing. Well, we had, it was an <laughs> open wine and beer bar and everybody yeah, was wild. in that line constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Like I said, the food was perfect. Dude. That was one of the best weddings I've ever been to for sure. It was dude, really and cool. Even like, I'm like, I'm now I'm all about the food. Shout out to Jared. Yeah, the, the order or order fucking thing that they had before we ate too. It was all fucking perfect. Everything was. Shout out to Jared and Shara. Oh yeah, the sauce. You guys are right. Happily 
still married. What it's only been a couple of months. April. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you guys. Yeah. There's yeah. a funny video too that uh it's it's a, it's a cute video, but it's a funny. Did you see all the videos of uh like they they had videographers and stuff that were filming? They were like we had to get there early. We had to do we had to like crowd surf Jared. We had yeah, like, was, those like, were fun <laughs> videos. Those were fun videos yeah. and pics for sure. And they, it came out really cool. Like I remember at the time we we're just like, what are we doing? Like we're I remember me and I think Alex were standing, Nate were standing like close to each other, like what what's the plan <laughs> what's going on and like poor uh, uh chris that's what adds player to of, uh, archaic, <laughs> he wasn't a part he wasn't in the groom's party but he was like there and they were just going like no chris get the fuck out of the shot <laughs> we were just, like, what was funny was you guys so everybody oh, thought chris. trevor was part of the the groomsmen but he just dressed similar to you guys <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> No, it was fun. it was yeah. a overall a super fun experience, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. everyone came down for it. It was fucking awesome to see everyone, and two yeah. you know of our best friends got married, and it's fucking awesome. And if and, you uh, weren't but... there, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, we wish we were there. And no, I'm just there. kidding. <laughs> I, I, I should have been there. <laughs> I vicariously enjoyed it. There's a lot of good content from it. Shout out, cool. definitely. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's where I actually like got to talk to you and like understand like because I've always been watching your videos and stuff because you post a lot mainly on. Not on YouTube, but on is it uh, Facebook and stuff uh, like your videos? You used to, uh, yeah. I haven't haven't posted much lately, but Instagram would post little teasers Instagram. and that sort yeah, of yeah. thing. Yeah, definitely. I've kind Man. of fallen off, but mm. you're a one of those like underrated guitar players. So I'm like, that's hmm. I've like I was talking about earlier, like uh, Jared, like where the f- you just find aliens. Like I know you're into the alien stuff, but like you just find them playing guitar in Arizona. Yeah. Get me started on the alien shit right secret, now. Dude. Secret shredders, dude. Secret. Well, how did that come to be the archaic gig? Yeah. How did he find you? Uh, Nathan. Well, Nathan, the drummer, he used to live in Arizona. And oh yeah, singularity. Yeah, I came out to Arizona for college, and by the time I was like in my second year of school, uh, it just felt weird not playing music with anyone because I was a big mm-hmm. part of my life. So hit the Craigslist and I found like a tech death band looking for a bass player. So long story short, I hit him up. It worked out and Nathan played drums for them. Okay. So that's how me and Nathan met. And he quit like three months after I joined because he was getting really busy with all his tours and stuff. So, um, but we just stayed in contact. I gave him my number and then, yeah, in 2018, he uh, hit me up actually saying that veil of nath needs a guitar player oh, so i was right. all about it like dude i just i, I want to go on tour it's something i've always wanted to do uh didn't work out they got they rekindled their thing with their old guitar player so then archaic needed a guitar player and that's how i got it well you made the right choice my friend <laughs> yeah 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 i ended up getting to do a tour with veil of nath too so that's cool yeah yeah nice. both. um but yeah it's been it's been really sick man that's cool man so i mean um influences guitar wise because i know man like when i watch your style it's it's your own for sure but mm-hmm. there's there's you know styles in there i'm like there's techniques that you have down that i'm like holy fuck like watching the the playthroughs today like who are your main influences on guitar because you definitely have you know took something and then kind of next leveled it uh yeah guitar guitar wise um there's definitely like players that are kind of like landmarks for me throughout mm-hmm. time so I'd say Dave Mustaine was the first one. He mm-hmm. was the one who made me like, he was my guitar hero as a kid. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll say Dave Mustaine. 
Um, after that, I'd say Alexi Leho from Children of Bodom. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Yari from Winter Sun. It's hard, hard to support that man these days. But <laughs> he, is, he is legit my favorite guitar player of all time. Nice. Um, Nikhil Akerfelt from Opeth, of course. Um, Devin Townsend. Those are all those are all the big ones for me. Yeah, there, I'm sure there's others that can't think of right now. But honestly, a lot of the time, too, on guitar, I'm trying to like imitate stuff that really doesn't have anything to do with guitar. Like uh, trying to imitate like a piano player. Or mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm very influenced by like hip hop beats. So try to kind of just create like an interesting loop on the guitar and not, not cool. you know, like a riff, but more just like a, you know, whether it's keys or like a synthesizer or something, you know? Yeah. I mean, one of the harder things when like coming up with ideas and stuff is the beat, like just getting a beat behind it. Cause you can always be like, okay, well, you're all, da, 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 you know, like doing like scalier, scalier things. But yeah, not is that the word? Totally. Yeah. Um yeah, like, but like not thinking about not thinking about like how you know if you take a simple scale riff, it's like based but like if you base it around a rhythm that's like trippy, then like mm-hmm. it could just become its own animal and stuff. And I I've always heard like a lot of guitar players go like you know, a lot of hip hop stuff, and I'm like, how oh like in my old age, I'm like, I get it now. I'm like, because it gives you just nice. ideas of rhythm, you know, like different ways to like Putting your, you know, like figure out like a a cool rhythm around a riff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Especially with hip hop, it's like if I think about my favorite hip hop beats, it's usually them just taking like a motif from some like soul song or R and B song or whatever. But it's like whoever's making the beat, they hear something that they think is the best part, <laughs> and then yeah. they take it and they make a whole song out of that one part. So for me, it's like. I write progressive stuff, but looping things is really important to me. Um, mm-hmm. That's actually where I think the attraction for Opeth is, is they're not progressive in the sense that it's constantly changing. It's like they have a riff play for like a minute and a half and then they'll go to another riff and they'll play that for a minute and then go to another one. You know what I mean? It's like each section loops. Yeah. So repetition is really important to me. And um, it's like a journey with them. It's like, a, yeah, it takes starts as a beginning, middle end kind of thing. And they always kind of like, mm-hmm. Like Drapery Falls will start with like, you know, they'll, they'll they'll end with that part at the end, and you'll just be like, oh, that's so good. That's the perfect yeah. way to end it. You know what I mean? End like, it how they started it. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And it kind of like brings you back as like a it's an end of a story. Play uh, the bookends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like one of those movies that starts off with like the end in the the beginning, and then it ends with There's it. And you're like, oh, that's how yeah. it happened. You know? Like, yeah, you hear exactly it, and then you get then you get context, and then you hear definitely it resolve everything. Definitely. Yeah, they're the, the greatest band ever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually I would say if I had to pick one band, I have I mean for the writing, I'm just like the journeys they take me on, I'm just like Yeah. I mean there's five four or five albums I'm just like obsessed with. Is this Opeth you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. It's so funny. What me was the albums Mike, again? Me and Mike were just talking about Opeth before this episode too. It's just so like I have to get oh. into them and I've, I like them. I just, I need to do it. I need to take the plunge. So, so I know I all like did. the early stuff or something or like, what I is it? Do, I, I mean, I was that Alex's, Alex's first album is the same first album. Blackwater Park is the, the start. That's the start. What, what is it one. called? Blackwater, Blackwater Park. Park. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then um, I would say Ghost Reveries would be second, right? What would you say, Alex? Yeah. yeah. I mean, my, my favorites are Mimes or Hearst, Morning Rise and Blackwater okay. Park. Morning Rise is something I got into because of Nate uh, Verrucci. I love <laughs> Morning Rise. No, I mean, I, I, and um, is that honestly though, like, 
Is that the red one? That's uh, still, still life. Still, still life. So that he got me still life, and that you could see their style getting into the Blackwater Park from Still Life. Yes, and I right, was like, right. And I was like, oh, okay, it's this is a progression. Still life, the one that's like know? red cover. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's a red cover. Yeah, with like a girl there, right? In the yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like a female yeah. figure. Yeah. Yeah. That album right there definitely is the bridge to what everybody loves about yeah, yeah. the Opeth. And it's and always. the faceless are the one when touring with the faceless, I mean all the guys were just like, dude, you're not into mm -hmm. Opeth? Like what the fuck? You know, we toured them much times, they're just yeah. like they're all dude, this is like the sickest band. Like, what do you who are you? Yeah. And then if you, or, you know, and then Casey, if you build up to ghost reveries with good intentions, it'll lock you in for life. Watershed's cool. amazing too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, albums one through nine, you can't go wrong. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't hate their new stuff, but albums one through nine, that's like it's just kind of like a band favorite. that kind of became like a. I mean, they kind of it changed was, their style Watershed was the last one that I was connected with. The rest of them, I, I I appreciate them and I love them, but at the same time, like I don't have the same on connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adding these to my list right now. Well, they went to like, you know, like creating a whole new style that we've never heard before to like kind of going to like their influences, which is like, you know, 70s prog rock and stuff like that, yeah, which yeah. is cool. And I love yeah. I mean, I respect the fuck out of it, but I'm like, for what they did before, I'm like, how how do you I mean, as a mm -hmm. fan, I wanna I wanna judge them. How do you do that? You know, like, but I, obviously they changed, you know, they're allowed to change. Yeah, they're probably they're like, I'm fucking totally so tired of the style, you know, yeah. like like you know i, I it was, get it it was crazy too because like as i said right when i got into them it was right before they did the that big anniversary tour so after that tour i was like this is the greatest band of all time and yeah like, yeah i bet anytime yeah. they come like it's the only band i know their whole discography like i'll be ready and then they <laughs> the next tour they did was when they put out heritage and then yeah, the yeah. whole set list was like death metal free which yeah, is yeah no ground it's fine it's cool you've got a great like, voice you've got a beautiful voice so yeah, mm -hmm. but it was just it was crazy, man. It's like I, was I love the hear... dynamic of his his clean, but... amazing voice with the, the you know the angry growl parts, and then like he'd be yeah, beautiful. Yeah, he can do the transition like, so well. I know. I'd just be like, holy yeah. fuck! One right of the best back. growls I've ever heard in my life. Like, the, the, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. the most yeah. fullest power. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure, dude. But this is my thing with that, like in any band like that. We just have to uh, just be grateful that there was a nice giant chunk of that timeline that we connected with, you know, yeah. yep. like the, totally. there's no way I'm, I'm not, I, I, we all have ego and I have enough of an ego to where, yeah, there's times where I say, I want, I want, I want, but in reality, um, you can't sculpt any other artist's vision. So yeah, once you it connect with it, then just be happy that you had this deep connection. And then if it falls away, it falls away. But it makes me happy. Them doing, have they're doing what they're doing. Back. They want, they're doing what they want to do. And that makes me happy. Even though it's yes, not something I that's want to what it is. To. You, you're yeah. like, thank you. Thank you for giving that to me. Yeah. Uh, I don't have the same connection necessarily that I did, yeah, but I respect that you, are continuing because i know that somebody else out there is making that deep connection that i, I i'm you know my oh. take is that means there's more 
ideas that I can use that they aren't gonna get to first. And so I'm like, thank God they're done, so I can fucking try to do it and not. I just learned be the like, draperies fall solo today. I learned yeah. the draperies fall solo today because I'm really? like, because it, yeah, play I it for us, Strambrick. Fuck you. I'm, like, <laughs> uh, I'm hammered. And I just learned it. Like I'm gonna forget. Gonna Make Alex yeah. play it. Um, but the thing, well, the thing is though, solo. it's such yeah, a quiet so. solo. I just, but like. It's such a quiet. It's in the quiet in the mix, but it has such a good part. It just makes so much sense that way. I don't. I've, I don't know. They just so many things they do. I'm like, oh, I get why they did. You know, it's I maybe overthinking it. Maybe it's just a fuck. Yeah, up. no. Every, everything they write has a purpose. There's no yeah. filler. You know. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And so, yeah. last thing I'll say on Opeth, the fact that they finally played Black Rose Immortal live this year for the first time ever freaking out i fucking watched that video (laughs) the like that's dope fan stage uh, fan film and i was just 20 minute song i was just so happy to just catch a fucking cell phone video of it just a fan from like yeah so long did you hold the whole time for the 20 minutes oh i watched the whole song Mm. And And, and you got it on video no, no, no! I'm saying someone else filmed oh. it, and I fucking they did this in like Europe. It was like their 30th anniversary. Oh, okay, sorry. Ho- hopefully, yeah. it comes out of the U.S. eventually. I'm, I'm too yeah. drunk. I I thought you were there. In no, the dude, yeah, but so I did catch them. There. I caught I caught them with Mastodon, and yeah, it was a very yeah, fun too. show. It was a very yeah, sick show, and um, they had a thing? no, not a mayhem. No, it was, it was uh, the tour. first band played was Chemis, who. David Tarot produces, so I'd known them and they were cool. And then nice. Mastodon were sick, and then Opeth, dude, they had a huge mosh pit for Deliverance. It was like a giant ass pit. It was sick. That's, that's awesome. Half yeah. the set was very like proggy, not no no movement, you know. But yeah, the fucking they still go, dude. Yeah, oh, yeah. they do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I love Opeth. I'm telling you, I that love voice. actually. There's a funny thing that Mike, uh, Michael or Michael, whatever you call him, um, he does. I've seen him a couple times for. He'll just be, he banters really well with the crowd. So he'll be like, and he goes like, what do you want to hear? And they'll like, someone will be like, bah, 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 and they'll go like, like, and they'll just play like a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, what else are you going to hear? Like, yeah. Play another awesome. part of it. And I'm yeah. Like, someone said like, like, play something off Orchid. And he did like play the first riff off a song or whatever. And yeah. Such, yeah. Tease, such yeah. tease. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not I trying know. to bring it back to hip hop because I wasn't here for the hip hop, but there's a guy named buck 65 that did that same exact thing mm-hmm. when i went in to see him um he put a a piece of paper out and let everybody have a chance to quote or not quote like re- request a song and he did every single one of them in between even if it was just a little piece like you just said like a riff or something or a little bar or whatever like those types of artists truly show that they're there for their fans you know yeah i i love that i i truly like i i have goosebumps right now talking about that because they have a a plan every Mm -hmm. night but they're willing to deviate from that plan to just like make that situation a little more special for however many fans do that you know out of 500 or a thousand people who's really going to be the people that that 
request something like that you know well, I, you i'd like to request right now that you kind of grab one of those guitars off the wall and play it <laughs> you're here teasing us with all these guitars behind you also. i know dude everybody uh, um i i i'm don't i can play three riffs and i'm surrounded by guitars and i'm gonna be surrounded by guitars for most of plenty of riffs. what i said three is plenty of riffs three i know riffs. right plenty of I, could, riffs. I could play the basics all right i want to ask another desiderium based question yes all right. cool um can you talk about every desiderium record and there's only what four or five of them so not too many but just like mm -hmm. talk about what they mean in terms of the band and your musical evolution and then what you're sort of working on for the future uh i just want to kind of catch the whole discography and like your your musical history and i just like desiderium a lot so cool right on uh yeah the the first album life was a blur it's called that i because it's supposed to be like whenever all is said and done it's like you look back at everything you worked on because i intend to do desiderium forever till i till i die so it's sort of like a reflective title for the first album mm -hmm. um the second album rain gates is um kind of all about looking back at childhood or th or things from the past that were not right and kind of looking at them through an adult lens and mm -hmm. kind of seeing like oh that that was something we joked about that but that that was not right that was something messed up happening mm -hmm. so um yeah it's kind of nostalgia through like a dark lens mm -hmm. um right. shadow burn that was an album that um that's just a very personal one um i had lost someone very close to me so I was like, actually didn't want to write any music at all. And I was with a, a grief counselor at the time. And she really inspired me to like put the things I was Channel feeling for music. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, even though it's not something I really wanted to do, but I took her advice and uh, made that album. And I, you know, I'm very connected with it now. Mm -hmm. um, and then Aria, that's, that was much older than Shadowburn. But I thought it was kind of fitting <laughs> because it's this album I wrote when I was like very single and getting older and like just dying for connection in any way. Um, so it's this sort of like concept of like a, a, a dream romance that I wrote a long time ago. But then I kind of fleshed it out with like my modern perspective on things. Mm -hmm. Um so those are the four albums. And then the fifth one's going to be like a true kind of dedication to my, my youth and growing up and in a more, in a more loving light. And then somewhere where like innocence gets corrupted. Um, so it's another like nostalgic kind of album, but a little bit more positive than like rain gates. So yeah, they're all, they're all very personal though. At the end of the day, that's super cool, dude. I mean, I mean, that's one, if you're making art, that's exactly what you what you would want is to be putting yourself into the thing you know and you talking about all these personal 
things and there's the triumph at the end where you're you just said that here's now me looking back at it all and i have a different lens you were just talking about lenses you just you put a different lens on on and but still through nostalgia i think that's that that shows that you've overcome or not at least come to terms with what you were just talking about because that first one i you you met you mentioned the first one i i was gonna break you up on the first one and now i'm hearing redemption so breaking you up and on all of these albums sounds like a different podcast that i think i want to do bro <laughs> nice nice you nice. know yeah, just because yeah. It, it sounds like this project is very personal to you and it, it, it intrigues me as a listener and a fan that I, w I would want to get deeper on that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's all, it's all extremely personal stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool, dude. And, and, to to put yourself out like that too i think i think that's courageous and and something that i as a person and consumer that is looking for the real mm -hmm. um that that's right up my alley you know yeah yeah no. yeah it's funny because like have a lot of trouble connecting with people like on the level they'll be able to you've, you've talk done about a very good job tonight bro i don't know what you're talking <laughs> you've connected with that a lot people. yeah yeah i guess it's more of an internal struggle i don't know um well so uh, you, you've uh triumphed tonight at least with yeah, us you. because you've connected with me at least I, I can feel it i don't know if you can feel it joel's back he, he had a 73 hour uh, hour hour 73 minute piss right now i don't know i'm uh i'm actually working right now but it's all good <laughs> i got so keep going i have to do some uh nerd uh, it stuff you got, yeah you guys though. in your it shit you got like constant breaches you're you're the doorman for your your inner your uh you and casey are just like I, I take me out of the conversation i am working right now all right <laughs> I, i'm i'm the new guy joel's deep in the real shit the security csir <laughs> shit oh dude. So, well, take yourself off camera if you're gonna work and, and be all i know he's all non-banana man <laughs> Look at this um, well so i asked the question and about about the des kind of lineup uh, are are you guys is it is it uh a solo project in terms of writing moving forward are you seeking contributions or like what's okay so it's no, just yeah. it'll, it'll always be a solo project writing yeah okay mm -hmm. so in that way you've kind of like kind of divvied up you're like playing in other bands and then you've just got this like <laughs> solo project but then the solo project has members but it's just the live thing is just yeah. a realization of that okay so mm -hmm. you're not trying to like have it all as one thing you're kind of still kind of uh compartmentalized. Yeah, just, uh, i want to keep it how it's always been but yeah. just play live if we can because gotcha. playing live is cool and mm -hmm. allows you to connect with oh, people cool. and celebrate together and 
you know. So I, I, I really like playing live. I think it's special. Um, so I do want to do that more with it. Just hasn't uh, hasn't gotten to a point where it's like consistently being played live. But yeah, I know that with my band Dreamer with Chris Beatty from you play in Dreamer as well. Yeah, I'm the drummer. Nice, nice. Okay, cool. I know that oh, we've yeah. talked about Des as one of our like, oh, they would be a cool band to play live with. I, no I love Dreamer. So, oh hell <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude! I'd love to make that happen. I'm mean, yeah, gonna do a shameless plug uh, right now. Uh, the our intro to the show is Chris Beatty. And I saw that on the credits and I was like, oh yeah. shit, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. really cool. And, and we got know yeah. that I saw the first Dreamer show ever and nobody else was there to see it. It's That's like a, recently, right? Uh, no, this is like, <laughs> well, the, their first official show was recently and I actually missed it, which is terrible. But mm. you guys played on my birthday, you remember, Joseph? Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, it was like you... 2022. So me and Chris and Ricky came down to Casey's birthday at a brewery and we jammed and we played a couple dreamer songs. Ricky, there was no bass rig, so Ricky didn't play. It was just me and Chris. That's right. Yeah. But I guess if you want to call it the first dreamer show, I could ask Chris if let's call it for for Casey's birthday. That's what you guys were saying at the time, but you know. Yeah. I mean, question for you would is Dreamer like a solo project of christopher and then sort of the same thing or is it like is it a full band i'm sorry so, i didn't mean to laugh i read ricky's emotional <laughs> and it was, was he playing like a percussion instrument or something or was he I doing don't, fuck, was like bongos do or something what were you playing ricky i bet ricky yeah he did everything he could um oh, he did oh dude. you need to listen I know to ricky did. so so when i so when i joined dreamer Chris had written hey, no, like let two me LPs. Bongos, that's what it was, dude. Chris saying. had written like two two LPs and an EPs worth of material, basically all all on his own. And then uh, there was another guitarist, Zach, who joined at around the same time as me. So he's our second guitarist. And then Ricky joined a little later. And then we got our vocalist. And like as everyone joined, the concept was like, oh, we can all like add to the project you know get writing or whatever but like we already have these like touchstone like pretty much complete records and then we kind of like want to get those out before we like do anything else so it's not the same as des the way you were describing it but it's uh for as long as i can foresee it's everything we put out will be a chris beauty solo endeavor with maybe just a couple tweaks of our own gotcha Um, chris is uh a um a blessing to the metal community yeah, I'm gonna say right now. I think that uh, I see, I see the future in that man right there. Oh, I mean, amazing. Dude, like, I think, honestly, I, I'm not just saying that because of the fucking intro, blah, 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 blah. I think that what I've seen in him since we started this show, it's at least his generation that like I was Whoa. saying, you guys, you guys are i mean zenith passage igniting a fire out he's so great in zenith passage like with with justin he's so good dude. yeah there's there's very very calculated reason why i love the christopher beauty is in uh i think i uh he he came to the desk show that we played at the knucklehead 
and I, I had a bit to drink that night. I think I was freaking him out because he was there. And I remember seeing him at like every LA metal show that I ever went to. Cause mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I was young and like, there weren't a ton of young teens at shows and stuff, but he had like very, very blonde hair. So he kind of stuck out. But uh, at that knucklehead mm-hmm. show, I was just like naming off every show I've ever seen him at. And he's like, <laughs> who, who are you, dude? Like, but, dude, uh, he should have stuck around. Should have stuck around L.A. Man, could have could have kicked it a lot more. But yeah, yeah, yeah no, I'm, I miss L.A. Yeah, no, um, yeah, no, he's dude. I mean, fucking, I will say that as a guy who joined that band, I've been a little like, okay, like let's see if the Zenith thing he's doing really pays off for Dreamer because. Mm-hmm you want to think about everything in terms of this like kind of big strategic like how is this going to work and i was Mm -hmm. first like man he's going to be focused on that and won't ever have time for us but then with the reception that zenith's gotten with their new record i'm like yeah well now people are going to check out dreamer and i just feel like it's so hard to launch a new band like it's harder i don't know how you do it these days but at least people will be like oh this is the guitarist of zenith he was on this record I better right. go check out the new one. So, yeah. And but all that, that stuff was written really fucking sick years dude. ago. Was, like he wrote, you know, you go to his SoundCloud. He's got all that stuff. Like most of the first albums already up in demo yeah. well, form. I think we're subliminally calling Chris out to take all that te- or not all of it. You got to give it to Zenith too because now you're part of that project. Uh, but, it's like Las Vegas. That's right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Shout out. Um, Never. Uh, yep. Never forget where you came from, bro. You got that dreamer stuff still in you, bro. Chris, you're listening to me right oh, now. Oh yeah, no, no. There's there. He he just every time I hang talk to him, he's just like, gotta finish the record, gotta finish the like. He yeah. has a one track mind about that. He's just like, there's so many distractions, this that, fucking, you know, like Justin wants me to film a playthrough, blah blah blah. <laughs> but um, no, it's he's, true though. It's true though. It's like you put in your time to. I don't, know, I don't want to say like help someone else out because it's like obviously playing in Zenith is really, really special, you know. Mm-hmm. But same for me, oh, it's like no one cared about Desiderium until I joined Archaic and then I put yeah. out that album and all of a sudden some people cared. <laughs> you know what, I mean? what I want to say is yeah. don't define yourself by that project either, though, even though you were a part of it, Professor. No, no, no. You just plugged a European tour. You're going to fucking Europe, bro. It's like, it's a one like one it's a one off festival. And it's show, not but, with Dreamer, it, uh, but it doesn't yeah. matter. It's not yeah. with Dreamer. The, well, it, you are doing your own thing too, bro. Let's not forget about that. The 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 psychology of it though is I'm just like okay, it's, I love every band I'm in, but I do feel like fucking there's something special about that band, and if we could I'm just get the it. fucking yeah, record out, and you, you see know. the potential, yeah, you it want. You, I know, I understand. It's it's not so much. Like it's it's just wanting to have there be a product because I guess I'm on the last single as a bass player. I like recorded the bass, but yeah, it's it's you want you want at least there to be something sitting you sitting on you it, even if you're not sitting and you're like, oh, this the world needs this, or <laughs> I shouldn't say that. Like that sounds pretentious as shit. Not for really. Yeah. You guys are talking about fresh music. Like Dreamer is fresh. Yeah. That's like that's well, stuff people haven't. I mean, we should we before, should do yeah. some shit together, man. Does and Dreamer oh, yeah. like would be fucking rad. Yeah, don't even, yeah. don't even have to ask. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of knew that was in the bag already, to be honest. I'm just like, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
good shit, man. And uh, I mean, who other, who else? I mean, you know, 10 minute minimum, or no, max, yeah, minimum song length for. for That's crazy, bro. Rappers, you know? I think we, we, we low, Wait, we, we lower out at like seven. I think Which seven band? Is the 10 minutes? Which band? Oh, I think Desiderium, all their songs oh. are about, like long, basically. Oh, okay. A lot Sick. of them, yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I have it. Prague. That's cool. Yeah, we uh, we did that little run with Tomaroom. They're kind of in the same boat. Long, mm-hmm. long shit. Yeah. Dude, um, fucking love Tomorrow, but also um, Soul. Wait, what's the guitarist? Other band? Um, Lunar Chamber? Yeah, Brandon. Yeah, dude, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Dude, that shit is insane, dude. Stupidly good. Yeah. It's so Lunar fucking Chamber? cool. You got to check out Lunar Chamber, bro. That sounds yeah, Brandon, Brandon, amazing. Brandon and Kyle are they're both just insane and like it's like yeah, uh, I've been chamber to the moon. Like <laughs> I think the album the, the EP is called the moon. Shambolic Vibrations. It's yeah. like Buddhist death metal, very fucking sick. Yes, dude. Well, you're making me excited right now. Yeah. It's I pretty yeah. this this has me fucking lit right yeah, now. Yeah, dude. So. Wait, guys, <laughs> we still got a couple more hours before your birthday, right? I got two hours left of being thirty-two. I guess. Oh shit! Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay, yeah. so your birthday is at midnight. All right. Well, we got two hours we'll to keep talking make about it to your actual birthday, but we'll yeah. celebrate you. Well, you have to. What are dude, you talking about? Dude. Why didn't we? We should have called this like the pre-Joseph birthday episode too yeah he didn't get the he didn't get the yeah, official man. birthday episode yet dude which means actually this wait, is joseph's birthday year, episode only right one now. day off so does your birthday next year fall on to a thursday i'll find Ooh, out question. i'll find out right now yeah because we might be we an official be birthday knock out everybody's birthday episode has to next follow year. has to follow on the day as your is next year which, Anthony? by the way, the three-year episode is coming up way oh, yeah. faster than we think, guys. Yep, it's coming up. What is it? October something. It literally is episodes away, like less than ten episodes away. This here, I'll, I'll look it up. Um, I'm I'm looking up the 2024 calendar right now for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I got a new phone. Can I go? I think it goes further ahead. Um, I don't think it goes backwards. Our, our official three-year anniversary episode will be October fifth, Thursday, October fifth. So it will Whoa. be a special extravaganza. Oh, dude! October fifth, hell yeah! Three like, years. I'll so, be there. Yeah, I hope so. I hope you are. I hope everybody is. I hope you should join you us. Can do us. the yeah. same kind of episode yeah, we did for time. the two-year. The two year is a, a massive thing. I know that was a hundred yeah. episodes, but one we'll year be... was, we're doing fifty episodes. Like we're calling it basically fifty. So it's like a hundred and fifty episodes. One year was fifty. You know, yeah, because we, we only skip like three years is one weeks a year or whatever. So Alex, what kind of guidance do you have on writing new atheists? Is it like just yeah. fucking whatever you want or does Kelly have some ideas? Yeah, for you, you just emptied your bladder. Now come back and and tell us how <laughs> you're going to write reveal the, the secrets. Uh, 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 pioneer progressive tech band from Florida. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Kelly, he's sent a lot of riffs and stuff. Um, 
like he sent one where i'm like it's this feels like a song already we just need to like it's just guitar you know um so that stuff he's very he's like very welcoming to you know we can take his riffs and do whatever we want with them um the stuff i've been writing right now is kind of more from scratch so yeah i don't know it's just it's writing new stuff that's influenced by atheist you know as like a fans and for the people who don't really know kelly was heavily involved in the guitar playing of yeah the original og atheist do you could even find uh footage of atheist jamming in a garage with paul masvidal walking around (laughs) and just being there you know like it was tony Choi's first uh time ever really rehearsing with the band and you're seeing all the these killer killer pioneer influential aspects of what we took and ran with just happening right there in in a garage you know Steve Flynn on drums. His his style is so different than anybody else at that time. Steve literally watching Steve play, play, watch any other death metal drummer play. It's like some of the most fun drum. It's totally different. Yeah, totally fun is a good word. Fun is a great um, word because it looked it really does look like he's having fucking fun while like breaking through boundaries at the same time yeah, yeah and he doesn't maybe even realize what he's doing <laughs> i don't that's what i was gonna say i don't i don't know if he does because like he came to our show when we played in atlanta nice so we got to hang out with steve and he was talking about some of the because like atheists constantly it sounds like just tempo changes happening all the time mm-hmm. and he was he was kind of like reminiscing on that as that like that was like a flaw on his part as a player but it's like that's what makes that band so cool. It's oh, you know, dude, it makes all those weird. It, it is such a oh. key component to yeah. why I love that band is yeah. how Steve plays, dude. You're just like oh. adding in an extra eighth note somewhere. It's like, oh, okay. You know, and then that, you watch it. You watch cool. it in a video like I had just referenced. You watch it being executed by that person, yeah. and it it makes even more sense to me when you watch it. It's so flawless how he's doing it, and 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 you watch these other even even if you were to watch some of the great any of the greats, they all mm-hmm. have their own little layer to it. And Steve, most definitely, yeah. is up there with me because <sighs> of that, dude. He has his own signature things that I can't even uh, say because I'm a dumbass. That <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's so yeah. signature. It's like insane to try and replicate. But like, you well, see it happening, and you're like, "I get it, dude." Like, it were, I, I got the language in a different way. You know, I, yeah, I yeah. can't say it in words. That's that's <laughs> yeah. funny. I would, I would never, I've never listened to Atheist and thought of it as like a flawed performance or something. It was oh, always right. a quirk. Always a quirk. Strange. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I mean. Yeah, no, me neither. And like our our drummer Dylan Marks, the guy who's playing all those parts, like he's been uh, just really intense about trying to capture all that, you know. So it was, it was funny to hear him talk, Steve, hear him talk about it. Like, oh, that's just because I 
I can't play <laughs> the same tempo perfectly on every repeat, you know? And it's like, well, no, that's mm-hmm. what makes so, it cool. This slows down here, you know? I take it right. you guys aren't on a click live. Atheist. No, no, you can't no. do that. No. You yeah. can't be. If you want to really, like, translate that early sound, like, yeah, you wouldn't. Then, you know? Yep. No, not so, at all, yeah. So is do you it- think that Jupiter's the, is Jupiter, like, put on a... Uh, timeline uh, not a timeline how did they use a click for jupiter because that is something that people feel a difference with that album uh that would be a question for kelly yeah i'm not sure i i i noticed the same thing listening to it that it sounds a little bit more modern not just in terms of production but it just being more like less less um because i still definitely feel flares of that early atheist mentality put into the riffs and the playing and i love that record don't get me wrong i love that record i i I enjoy a yeah it's really good huge part of that album yeah um so when i when i'm speaking i'm not necessarily speaking from my my uh opinion but I have seen that people noticed a difference with Jupiter. So it's taking this idea that is, you know, dates back to the eighties. Atheist dates back to the eighties, dude. So you take that and you pick new musicians and you try and recreate that. That's kind of like what atheist is doing. So now I'm taking the other side of what I was saying, like, you guys are keeping it alive, but can you still um, take that essence and put it into what you're doing? Alex, do you feel like you're doing that right now? Yeah. When yeah, you I mean, play no. with atheists, do you, do you try and conjure that earlier essence that, that we've been talking about yeah. you being able to tap into? Do you feel that while you're on stage with atheists? Yeah, yeah. The way I've explained it to people is like, it feels like playing in a really good high school band. And I only, what I mean by that is like, I'll, the only time I never played with the click was in like the first bands I played in, in high school, but we were very sloppy. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's doing that, but being really good at it. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's not doing any of the fancy modern tricks or anything. It's just, just playing and, and playing good. You know what I mean? Playing together. So and when you, when you learn, like when you learn the atheist riffs, where you, did you ever feel like, Oh, that was an innovative thing that they did during this time in yeah. this riff, whatever that like, Oh wow. That, that, that idea was happening that long yeah. ago, you know, Const- constantly, like constantly. Yeah yeah like every song every moment it's like, <laughs> i mean they have their fair share yeah yeah they have a lot of riffs that are like real thrashy and it's like oh cool i'm i'm playing like a you know this was written at that time because it was that time it's really just right. thrashy and cool but yeah there's a ton of ideas that are like especially the song brains that's like my favorite song because of how ahead of its time it is you know and um all over the set list i'm, I'm learning stuff from just like oh that's where that came from you know that's is, super cool dude is element still the your favorite atheist record uh from a listening standpoint yeah i think my favorite stuff to play is from unquestionable but um 
yeah i can listen to elements all day <laughs> yeah nice I, I love like one, one thing you're asking about the writing like i love how on elements every time there's a harmony it's just minor thirds the whole time dude um, like, almost every time so true oh my god i haven't thought of that in years but that is <laughs> something i definitely notice when i listen to it yeah which is really cool because if you just do minor thirds and like it just in unison it's like you can get some really weird sounding ideas so with the stuff i've been writing i've been trying to toy with that you know um you mean like yeah. straight minor thirds or is it like diatonic no not diatonic just minor thirds just minor <laughs> that's yeah. that's why it's cool yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. it kind of breaks out of the diatonic stuff just that's like by nature being like okay that. yeah, yeah what's the you. song that's like air air that's air right that, that's the best song <laughs> that's the <laughs> yeah. fucking yeah that's the best song on that record the air dude that song fucking rules holy shit yeah that song that's that's my all-time that and brains are like my all-time favorites so i'm an unquestionable presence guy like i have elements on cd like that's a great record but i haven't been able to top unquestionable by listening to it over and over i'm just like i can't get past unquestionable it's just the best fucking 90s record holy shit yeah Yeah. Uh, i have a great time listening to the whole thing but yeah i'm on joseph's side if you put a gun to my head and said pick one atheist record it's gotta be unquestionable just because it's i i put myself on a desert island and i'm like Mm -hmm. okay i'm stuck with that i'm super happy but there are elements two elements that make me um happy with their progression as a band Mm -hmm. to get to that point and I love those aspects and would never want to not witness those aspects through their timeline as a band, you know, because man, I love if I get into the right element, I say element (laughs) way too many times on this shit. It's all right. How many times have you had this conversation? Let it just let it go. Just let it go. If you let me get if you get me in the right place, I'll I'll my I might change my mind in the moment with elements, you know. Um piece of piece of time is a great one too. Like that I I can't go wrong when I listen to that band. That band will always make me excited mm-hmm. at some point while listening to any atheist song. No, know? totally. That's why I love it too. It's like makes me excited too. Yeah. But like I, Elements is my favorite, but it's like for that album, I'll 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 put it on to check out whatever song I'm in the mood for. And like, Gilbert gave me whiskey tonight, and that's why I'm talking the way I, <laughs> I was just texting that. I just put that on. Holy shit, there it is. <laughs> that's so funny. You just said that. As I, I was saying, no, like, like, unquestionable, though. Anytime I listen to one song, right. I end up listening to the whole album, you know. So one. I think it's just perfectly written and the, the flow of it. And it's like a short yeah. album. Oh, yeah. too, so. No, I think, okay, so I cherish everything that, that I wanted to say. Given my, us. my little rant that I'm going to add to it uh, is that, like, I think having variety is a great thing like you know you might not like this thing on the menu as much as that thing but sometimes you just want like to choose a different thing on the menu you know or like sure, you know yeah. it's like like movies like it's like oh this director did this movie and this one you're like yeah i like them i like these two but I like this one more and i always like this one more but it's nice to have 
you don't you don't want just that same movie repeated like just you don't want the same and that's like a common art thing like people that write stuff or like music who made this good thing they don't want to just keep repeating that good thing but they yeah. like and so I, th- I think that's kind of the struggle because sometimes also like you know like people want that good thing again they want that another iron maiden album to sound like number of the beast or they want you yeah. know whatever yeah like I the think same, what... it just never sounds the same because they want to do something different and then it's great about what we're doing yeah Sorry. but you have to be different and you gotta you gotta be iron maiden you go like okay we'll do this then all of a sudden seventh son and it's like God. oh shit you did do something different and it was really really fucking cool but it's like sometimes like I think it's okay like to be an artist and like to make shit and sometimes it's not going to be as good. That's part of the process. Like if you just keep creating, as long as you stay like trying really hard, it doesn't like, or, or scaling what's better or not. Like, like you, you might still like think it's good, but it's not like the best of, if you had to pick a desert Island album or something, you know? Right. But like, I'm just saying like, it's important of art to also create like the like mediocre and like this and that because that creates a scale you got to just keep doing it man and that's what i think that's more acceptable like and yeah or every band i mean to be honest i know i know and and you you i all of us see it in every band but i think it is a little more acceptable to expand your horizons in these underground styles of music because we're still trying to think that we're we're building something new and it it sounds very dire when i'm saying i think people are trying to think that they're building something new but it is true dude like it's not new (laughs) it's not it we all want to think that it is and i started saying that i i really don't I, i feel grim when i'm saying this but i think we can we can break through these boundaries and find something new. I think we can. Well, of course. I, I think know. it's I there. Think. It's there, but I think that right now we've hit uh, a ceiling in certain things. I don't know. Well, but it's Am like I, finding something new, though. Like it, like we're just super picky. Like you know, like you can find we are very picky a lot of new things. How the yeah. how, how much we've been. Yeah. picking through things you know Which is, now, yeah just the, the, point where the whole we're like, really looking for the actual diamonds the whole internet thing too makes yeah. it tricky because it's like every time i hear an album that everyone's talking about it does feel brand new and fresh and like there's so much of that but that's also the thing there's not like one band people are talking about at one time there's just like a million different things doing crazy innovative stuff you can go find yeah you know i mean it's almost overwhelming it's like <laughs> there's, there's too much. Then the, what part does it make it not metal anymore like it do we declare a new style of music if that were the sense like that's what i'm saying like mm. where's the new music like actual new like, sleep token <laughs> is it new or you, is you mean like token just uh and a, like a uh nice soup like of i don't know exactly what criteria you're I'm, talking about i just came I'm, back in but they're like the best modern I'm curious, I'm metal band in a long time are you talking about new music like big music like 
the next big band or yeah oh, i'm saying like like that, that hasn't band. happened oh well, that's oh, for sure that's, sleep token dude that's what i'm saying so we have a finite amount of things that we're working with yeah i mean I, dude if, but how big are they i mean i don't never hear about this band i don't know they're not i, I don't know dude, either, the last but... couple big bands were five finger death punch parkway drive bring me the horizon <laughs> like they all suck but sleep token is actually good and they're like on the route to being really big so that's oh. like a good sign no I'm, I'm i'm, I'm, I'm like, cheers to them i'm not i'm not saying anything bad about that are are they if i listen to them are the because joel's tried to show them to me before and i've heard it and i was like this is a cool combination of things i've already heard mm, i see what you're saying you know like you know you, you're, you're hearing like mixes of stuff in mixing, I want, genres I want to hear something, that, and that's kind of, and this is just mm. me speaking personally. I'm not the, I'm yeah. not the listener that things are being driven by. Obviously, mm. obviously, I well, animals as leaders already happened, so yeah, talking. might be a while till there's another saying. animals as leaders band. I mean, what what would be like a band you would bring up as an example where when they came out, it was new. Like We were talking about them pre-pod, Imperial Triumphant. That is something that is very new and different and exciting for me. And it has been for ye- a couple years now, and they still end up at least pushing the boundaries. The boundaries have already been set, guys. I've already, I've that's the grim thing for me. This guy is you want to know my (laughs) boundaries have already been set. I really think it. I, I, I think that like the the boundaries of sound have already been set if you're going to organize them. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Have you heard of Steve Zorn before, or John Zorn? Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> exactly why I know. I like. That's I like John. Exactly why I know. <laughs> John Wright. I've experienced those boundaries that he's pushed, and I think that popular music. All right. Consider uh, the source. That's the band. I'm gonna turn you on. We'll hang out. Right. We'll fucking go hard. Let's get high and let's listen to it, dude. You're yep. gonna be in UCSC soon, so let's yep. fucking do it. Let's go hard, dude. dude. Yeah. We're going to do it right now. We're uh, I'll make a promise that you can sit me down and let's get high and let's fucking let's You got it. Change Those are my the, the three favorite grim things. outlook that Anthony has today. Getting high, <laughs> listening to music and Anthony, my three favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> I think All right, I mean, you know about me. We should probably just start the wrap up at this point, so are we oh shit we're two hours plus but we started late see that's what happens when we're having fun yeah this it's got a little unhinged on my side at the very least (laughs) sorry dude if it was if i had any part of it i'm sorry no you had no dude it's all been fun no alex i've I've been having a great time with you tonight dude um i'll say man 28 like hearing below 30 for any aspiring musician that's doing great work like you are that always excites me dude um you're you're obviously at an age where the fire is not going to go out anytime soon dude so like where are you at currently with the creativity that we were talking about earlier like where have you been pushing all of that 
towards currently? Yeah, a bunch of stuff. Uh, yeah, Desiderium album five is almost done. And then writing new stuff for Archaic and Atheist. And then I have a bunch of soft, non-metal stuff that I would really like to record soon. Hell it's yeah. been written forever. So. Uh, and where, where's the uh, influence coming for that project? Uh, really from anything that's not... I mean, it's it's still inspired by metal stuff too, just in the harmony. But uh, I don't know. Bands like Swans, um, Devin Townsend, Stephen Wilson, some Stephen Wilson. Uh, what else? Kate Bush. All sorts of stuff. We got this question from ian a while ago so i'm assuming the answer is yes do you like porcupine tree? tree yeah 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 uh yeah i love stephen wilson his solo stuff um specifically hand cannot erase i, I love get, that album i get a lot of i look like stephen wilson by mm-hmm. the way I, I i can see a little bit yeah if i here hold uh, on <laughs> got the hair too with and the this glasses. look perfect yeah I get this. I get the you, dude. When I go to Bangladesh, everyone's like, "It's Steven Wilson." Like <laughs> in the metal community that I happen to be in out there, yeah. So hell yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know who that is, Steven Wilson. But not is the guy from Porcupine Tree. Tree. Oh, I don't know. Um, I mean, I know that band. They're rad, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, they're great. Uh, in Absentia and Deadwing and a bunch good of stuff. great albums by them that I love. Their second album, I can't remember the name of, but it's. I remember like. At some point during quarantine, I got really into like the old porcupine tree. And like they're they're really weird. They're kind of psychedelic and proggy and long instrumental parts. Uh whatever their second album's called, I love that one. All too. that stuff dates back to King Crimson, guys. Oh, for sure. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. All downstream. I, I, I love all that. I, I probably too. mentioned it uh recently and I, I know I'm bringing it back to me. I just want to say that I went to Streetlight Records in Santa Cruz recently looking for a great experience. It was kind of depressing, dude. I've walked in there, the fucking metal section was three rows total it used to be a whole section of that store but the one thing that kept me alive while i was there was a live crimson king crimson fucking song or album that was playing over everything it was a live uh king crimson album yes and and i i don't know which one it was and i wanted i was like I'm gonna buy live King Crimson now, but I didn't want to buy the same thing. So mm-hmm. I I just let that experience be the thing. That's what I was listening to. At least somebody in the store is connected to old music. And I just me yeah, I and three other people in the place, dude. There was literally three other people just flipping through CDs and records. Dude. I went from King Crimson and Rush to Death Metal. Like like yes. that's my jump. It's a, it's I, was like, uh, I was the opposite <laughs> death metal to like all the old prog stuff you yeah. know what i heard so i'm i must be getting the spotify like rex from chick korea because i got the oh, chick korea electric band Chikoria. which i've never liked the electric I'm band sure. i always thought that was like the lame 80s but dude the live electric band material is insane so and good, dude. Oh, frank, frank molly on guitar and i guess this is coming oh, out oh, frank frank not a single. Yeah. it was the sickest thing i've ever heard i'm just yeah. like so Dude. stoked on this archived 
uh, live performance coming out finally. So. I I listen to music on my my Apple Music thing, and I have it like in genres instead of playlists. So I have mm-hmm. like a uh, I have like different, and I've like kind of over time, like I have like a like electronic ambient one, which is all like Tangerine Dream, like you know yeah, like yeah. all that kind of shit, Stranger Things type shit, and then there's like you know electronic and you know instrumental like tortoise and bands like that but but there's one of uh i have one that's like a like a like a jazz or like a fusion jazz one it's like fusion latin like paco de los there's like fusion jazz one mm-hmm. and it's like all and I, i've been like getting it all crazy with all the oh, all man. the aldi mule albums all the like you know, like casino and all that kind of shit and then like return to forever you know all the billy Cobham stuff like wahavishnu all that kind of stuff but mm-hmm. But like, dude, that like, I was like, and then even Bill Bruford, like, got like random shit and all that kind of. But like, I was just, I put that stuff on, dude, and it's like, like if you put on like a shuffle, just all that seventies albums, like mm. all those different things, like, I feel like I'm getting smarter just like listening, <laughs> like, just like, oh my god, and like the drummers, Stop like the all the Steve yeah. Smith shit, like all kinds of shit, dude. And, dude, like, the song Orient Korea. Blue, the song this. Orient Blue from Winters. Oh yeah. Yeah, whatever. Song. It's a beautiful dude, song. Yeah, you can, is a classic, dude. I I actually would love to hear a metal rendition of Orient Blue. You know who who could shred only... Orient Blue is Mike Gilbert. I bet. I, I I've thought <laughs> dude, about the same thing. It's I like, mean, that I riff, that there's, there's so many riffs in that song that yeah. I'm like that could be translated yeah. into metal, no doubt. Oh yeah. He does mm-hmm. like the, 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 Orient Blue. Like, Anybody who's listening to this, like the, check the, the, that out. Yeah, there's like yeah. seven riffs in that song that could be metal riffs. We'll fucking do it, dude. Let's do it. Aldi Miola is like, Aldi Miola is a silent killer, guys. If you guys, or I shouldn't say silent because he's way loud in his <laughs> realm. <laughs> but if you're a metal guy and, and you want to branch out Aldi Miola is a brilliant brilliant and great artist to uh dive into oh yeah yes big Aldi Miola fans here all right all right Moving on. Should, we, should we start the wrap up uh do no. it no St- oh, really? oh, or we can hang out. I'm here for oh, I'm at Gilbert's house, dude. I can I can do this yeah, as Alex, long as we Alex, can. What you got? What what would you is there anything else you'd like to talk about? Like music? Yeah, talk to us about anything. Yeah, ever, man. Yeah, I don't I don't have a job right now. I have nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about let's talk more, dude. So uh okay. what you got? What's what's something interesting you guys want to talk about? Have, have we gone over all the things? No, there's so many things in the well, world that we have not continue going over the things we haven't gone over then. Because uh Okay. Sure. Uh, Give me some Anthony. Hip hop again. <laughs> I gotta get well, I'm gonna go eat soup. I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Okay, well let's let's keep it like music related. Let's like keep it yes, because it's like you know relevant. So um so with like archaics okay so like how do you how are you thinking differently like in your writing processes like writing archaic stuff like is that like totally just natural like your thing you know or is like writing atheist do you think like for like from that angle like like i'm writing atheist stuff like of course i mean to to a degree i'm sure yeah yeah so what's the difference like what do you feel is the difference in writing for those two types of projects (laughs) yeah um I mean, they're both inspired by learning their past stuff, like before I joined. So 
if I'm writing for archaic, um, I'm going like real heavy on just kind of percussive guitar playing, like tons of heavy palm muting and um, Mm -hmm. certain just chords that they use a lot, like from their previous stuff and rhythmically the same sort of thing, just really, really tight. Having like the drums kind of syncopated with whatever the guitars are doing. Um, Like I said, I just started writing their atheist stuff. So I'm kind of tuning in more to, I don't know how I'd put it. Um, mm-hmm. Not being so obsessed with like writing crazy, really fast trend pick stuff, but more just like cool riffs, thrashy yeah. influenced, um, not trying to go insane with like weird chord shapes, just more, more simple harmony, but still make it like quirky and, and kind of complex in its own way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's both, they're both, I mean, they're, they were both bands before, I had anything to do with them, you know? So I'm like influenced by the bands themselves when I'm writing. Right. Mm-hmm. That's tight, dude. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't want to just come in and, you know, obviously I want to put my own stamp on things, but I don't want to write like I'm writing for Desiderium when I'm writing for like a band yeah, that's dude. been around for a long time. Oh, look who just popped on. Oh, shit. We got Warbreaker David who opened the show. For atheist and cynic, oh yeah, friend David, we were talking about earlier. What up, David? How's it going? How you doing, buddy? Yeah, that was a fun one. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, and then David, we talked earlier about that time or the moment at that show when we kind of walked out back and we met Alex and we were talking about like you know we I was helping you get the stuff off stage, we're putting it outside to load it out and stuff, and we're talking to Alex, just the three of us. Yeah. So, what's up, David? How's it going, buddy? All right, so we got Joseph. I remember that was, a, that was like a very busy show and chatting with you guys kind of put me at ease. So it was nice. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Totally, totally. Um, guys, I might have to uh, go hang out with the wife. So. It's all good, dude. Yeah. 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 No worries. Do your thing. Anthony and I can take it from here. Joseph, <laughs> we love you. You're the man. Yeah, Joseph, Every, fun hanging, dude. Everybody Thanks, go man. listen to Dreamer. You haven't yeah. heard it yet. Yeah, do it. How can people hear Dreamer just if they want to go, you know, it's a make good question. True. Bandcamp, uh, band Dreamer Metal. Um, there's a lot of bands with the name Dreamer. So, yeah, or, uh, I don't know if they're uh, bands or just a non born project called Dreamer. But uh, we're working on becoming the premier dreamer music project so that we'll be at the top of that algorithm but it might take a while uh but yeah just dreamer metal usually well, gets the job Zorn done. doesn't give his shit away for free so you, yeah you, you don't have to compete for with with him on spotify or That's amazon true. or but there, there are a lot of people we do have to compete with so yeah i don't know who they are but we'll issue cease and desists once we're huge or whatever but there you go yeah, uh, but yeah, just Dreamer Metal usually works. Um, Spotify is tricky, but Bandcamp works. And then we pretty much have like the first record and second record demoed. So just hit us up for links if you want to hear some preview shit. And then uh, yeah, I'll be fucking, oh. I'll be playing with them Friday. So let me pull that up once again, real fast mm-hmm. with Callius, um, Cyborg Octopus, and the Arson Choir. And the the Callius record that's dropping is really sick. And then Cyborg Octopus are just ultra homies very fucking cool band and yeah have a good time guys yeah dude awesome brother all right cheers there cheers right on
Let's keep it going, dude. Because you know, and there were three. Yeah. Why not? Yes. We're on the West Coast, all right. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oops, sorry. Click the wrong button. My bad. Sorry. Mm-hmm. We're back. Okay. Yes. All right, Anthony. Yeah, dude. So, Alex, where are you at currently? We are probably already asking you that in a bunch of different ways, but like right now, creatively, I know you're working with uh atheist and archaic and stuff but i also want to know like where you are individually like i don't know yeah i don't know i uh like uh where am i like influence where you've worked you've worked yourself thin like that's all good too dude like yeah no i'm not where you're at currently I'm not even gonna lie, man. I've like the last few years I've been teaching music and I've mainly relied on teaching at like stores, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but in my experience, every time I like go on one tour, they're cool with that. And then when I go on two tours, they're not cool with it. Yeah. So I'm kind of at a weird transition point right now where I'm trying to just figure out. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. So I'm thinking about opening up myself for like taking on new students mm-hmm. um also trying to learn new i mean my ultimate goal one day would be to like work with audio in like some sort of media if it were my choice it'd be video games so i just enrolled in a course where like we're gonna learn stuff pertaining to that mm-hmm. um but yeah yeah i'm not gonna lie it's a little little bit kind of in the middle of the ocean just trying to navigate you know yeah because like i can write music all day but um you also have to find a way to support yourself and that's yeah. what i'm trying to figure well, out like right you now. said you need you need something to look forward or look like you need a goal in order to yeah. create and yeah. that 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 totally is um acceptable obviously like no matter what like things being made they're made so it doesn't matter how they're made like you you were saying i need i need something to push towards that that's literally like your way that is alex's way to bring things into reality you know what i'm saying I so it. i got it i know <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm drunk as shit and i'm no, 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 not, not you i'm saying i got an idea oh let's hear it here it is we need to find a way to make touring music it wouldn't work for everybody it wouldn't work for every single person we need to find a way to make like touring musicians like somehow influencers like um, i say okay Hey guys, I'm at the you know Jay and whatever the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the fucking truck stop. I'm in Nebraska. Let's go and check out this bathroom. Like you know, hey, <laughs> if I can take a shower, I just rented. Just you know, just like these crazy influencer like death metal. It's not gonna work. But I'm just saying it'd be really funny if like that just blew up like super crazy. Like you get like yeah, here's on millions yeah, of views. Yeah. Like you know, you're just like. <laughs> Like you're just like this, like to, you know, like on tour influencer, you know, it's super. Yeah, dumb. yeah, it's a bad idea. No, no, you get. I mean, and I think a lot of 
musicians do do that they try to find a way to like uh, yeah channel into the social media thing and i'm personally just not down for that at all I but um i know that's like a popular route to go you know being like an entertainer of some kind or i know mm-hmm. well so tricky. i think that you could take casey's idea and it's not even using it for social media but just like creativity like you're you're on tour and i'm saying like a ton i just felt that mm-hmm. um but you're on tour and you're hungry to be creative during this time where you're so stuck to the script you know mm-hmm. and but this is the one time where you can create something even if it's two riffs one riff with a random musician that you wouldn't have normally yeah you know stopping by san diego and coming up with something with casey would be pretty fucking sick while you're on tour where it sparked an idea that you you didn't have up to that point you know mm-hmm. and i think that you know that that collaboration i'm talking you two i'm not it doesn't have to be you two i'm just saying any two mm-hmm. hungry like-minded musicians come together on these tours and spark ideas with each other mm-hmm. i i yeah, think that, that yeah. i think that that uh, i don't know is that what you're touching on casey no i mean like i'm just trying to like think of ways to make money on the tour (laughs) and i know jared was talking about this because he works in like i think i heard he works in marketing i don't know if that's even true but whatever yeah digital digital marketing yeah sweet so like uh i mean like basically trying to have like some kind of at least like oh my god my mic is just getting limp on me here sorry Uh, but like just uh not even like making like a bunch of money but having like some kind of job that like you can just do on the road like like during those like long drives and that kind of stuff and like you know, sure. be able to like like keep it going it's like instead of like switching off driving and everyone's like no it's just like get a driver or like yeah. at least have like like not necessarily in a bus but like so, so like someone in the band who sells merch and they do all the driving or something like that or like some kind of like or tech or drum tech or something yeah man and and like and just be able to like okay we have like wi-fi somehow like whatever like hot spots or whatever the situation is you got some kind of wi-fi type thing and you can all just have like jobs where you can like like during the drives like during the day because you're not doing shit you're just driving for so long yeah yeah it's working in a van but it does probably suck big time but yeah i've always been jealous of like when i see dudes um yeah like they have remote jobs and they're working on tour and yeah it probably probably does suck like i'm not trying to it's probably really tough but it's also really cool that they have they have a job that they can do and tour at the same time yeah so maybe like that because touring doesn't obviously pay very much if it you know it depends on the (laughs) band but but uh, yeah no it doesn't you know it doesn't doesn't yeah (laughs) <laughs> so you know it's just like yeah like i mean but at least making it like affordable to where you're not just like on tour just eating it super hard like you can't even pay your rent or, you know it's like at least yeah. you can like 
have like like something like you're not making six figures doing it but like just whatever just something you can just have like some kind of supplement there i don't know um, right totally right and like you have so many hours of downtime you're just sitting that's there. the thing it's like you know mm-hmm. it's got to yeah. be tough working but at the same time if you're not it's like what are you what are you doing like what are you doing it, or walking around for six hours on the driver eight oh know, yeah because like, you're really you're not doing anything real till yeah that's <laughs> so it's just a weird even if you're yeah. just doing like just kind of some kind of like even like tech support or some kind of shit you're just answering calls oh yeah i understand that's really frustrating like yeah uh, so like why don't you try restarting your computer like you know like <laughs> something like just anything that. yeah or just like anything you can do like like on the road so you just like have so you can like at least afford to tour and then if the band blows up that's great but yeah, yeah. yeah. That is it's that is lot. the tricky part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Because we toured, we did nothing, man. And we, yeah. I've I've hit a point where I I'm like, oh shit, I gotta fucking work tomorrow. Yeah. God, oh, no. that's I, I, all the things, all the episodes that we've done. I still am like, God, I gotta work tomorrow. Thursday nights <laughs> yeah. are our thing, but we're gonna still keep doing them for you guys because it, it no matter what yeah you got you got some cali death podcast in the morning on friday night dude or yeah. friday night yeah i'm just i'm talking too drunk now i'm sorry i think we should keep going i think this is awesome <laughs> <laughs> no i i've been in a very long oh, time that's amazing dude no, I drove to LA this morning and back, and I had a crazy day. It was great, but yeah, it was my like twelve hour whiskey, and now I'm like, oh fuck, yeah. dude. <laughs> dude, it's you great. Have... It's been fine. It's been awesome. No, I know. I know it's been it's fine. Cool. I, I I know I haven't been a dick about it, but I'm just drunk now. All right, cool. I love you guys so much, though. I love Shit, everybody yeah. who's involved in this. I love everybody who's in the chat right now. You guys are rad as shit hanging out with us every Thursday night. I saw some regular names in there. I saw some new names in there. That's what's up. Oh, and uh yes. <laughs> Casey, I'm glad you made it. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness yes i gotta i gotta do the um, outro video we're, we're gonna cut it. i know we i i'm not ready for it's any right. of this intro you might as well do that because i don't i don't plug it all dude we got we got the fucking are we ready to plug sure let's plug it dude plug away let's plug battleforgecoffee.com boom yes. i did that one that is correct. What's that Cali about? I've heard that. It's calidespodcast.bigcartel.com. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just spit that one out too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where you get a shirt from us. Um, I don't remember anything else to be. To be oh, wait. Generatorrehearsalstudios.com. Yes. You Come can on. Uh, 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 I, generator rehearsal. rehearsal. <laughs> I said it the right way the first time. Don't, don't. All right. I love you guys. Uh, it's been a while yes, since we've had one of these. It's Anthony Drunk Alert for sure, dude. Uh, well, the whiskey just, is what did me in. Dude. Tell us the about whiskey the whiskey. What kind of whiskey did you guys drink? I want to know. Where's Mike, by the way? 
Where is he? Go grab him. <laughs> like, let's talk about I just heard bullet. So that means a bullet, that yeah, bullet bourbon. Still watching yeah. in his bed right now. The rest of the house is shut down. Oh, he's going to bed. Okay, okay. No, I'm going to bed right after this, dude. As soon as we're, we're done, I'm going. I'm going. Get late. Yeah, <laughs> dude. I, yeah, I'm a, I'm a spectacle right now. But um, Alex, this was a really good time, dude. I had a great time tonight, dude. Thanks. I really did. Thanks for having me. Man. Truly, oh, me too. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. That was a fun and, time. And. Uh, you're always welcome back on, and I can't wait to see you again in person. Uh, I'm yeah, sure I'm going to see you the next atheist show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we'll be out. You know, I'll be a, I'll be there, dude. I can't I can't miss. Anytime I see atheists coming into town, there's no excuse. Like, cancel your vacation. You're you're <laughs> watching atheists. <laughs> cancel your vacation. That's Anthony's advice. Hell yeah. Yeah. Good advice. I won't yeah. cancel it for Slayer, but I'll cancel it for Atheist. <laughs> what up? Thank All you. Right. Uh, that's just a thing for me because I always miss Slayer every time they come into town. But um, yeah, dude. Check out, dude, Alex. Like I said, dude, the boundaries that you can touch with your fingers right now. You're you're touching both sides of the shit, dude. You're within the whole bubble of this whole thing, and it's you that is keeping this shit alive because live music is really where people make their full connection. And you being able to be on stage with atheists and showing the modern live audience what atheist is and and just yeah them feeling the whole encompassing thing you're making that happen dude and and that's why i'm excited about you bro thank you man thanks so much yeah and and thank people you. speak truth when they're drunk dude so <laughs> i'm i'm being truthful with you like i appreciate that i really feel that with with the type of musician that you are being how young you are, this is exactly why <laughs> the, the live environment gets to experience these pioneers yeah. of, music, of metal music, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's, that's really where I'm leaving it is just thank you for, being a player that can bring this to the the generations that weren't able to experience it when it was mm. you know oh, i feel the same man. Yeah. than it is now yeah yeah of course that's how i feel too even just playing the stuff because i never thought i'd get to see it live you know so yeah and, that, and that's exactly oh what i would want you to say as somebody who is a part of that like you're you're trying to show you're you're, you're giving an opportunity to a live audience that is somebody like you that could have not 
experienced it, but you're still mm-hmm. giving them an opportunity to. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, dude. And and that is through lots of whiskey, what I just said. It probably <laughs> sounds like fucking shit. And but that doesn't matter because I still do this shit every single week and it doesn't fucking matter. It's still recorded and put on the internet every oh, single yeah, week. And respect the realness, yeah. <laughs> but that's that's really how I feel, dude. And I love it. And I'm glad I got to talk to you tonight, dude. Um, it's mutual, man. Thank you for having me. And I'm me. glad that Casey showed up, made it. Mm-hmm. Boom. All right. Oh yeah. I did the plugs. I already did them. Um, Alex, you got a plug away on your side though. Uh yeah. Hit hit me up if you guys want guitar lessons, because I am down to take some new students on over Zoom. Uh, other than that, yeah, I got the new Desiderium album probably coming out next year. And then a uh, new Atheist and Archaic, both on the way too. Boom. Mm-hmm. Nice. Love it, dude. I'm very excited about that. It's and uh, hopefully, cool, guys, we'll, uh, this is super fun. And as always, we will be here next week. We're very close to the three year anniversary guys that's crazy that's awesome have zero things planned for it but we're gonna do it (laughs) all right love you guys have a great weekend enjoy every single second of it because i will be rock on eat a banana see you next week okay goodbye